What is going on? You're listening to the Running Back Show on 98.5 WJYN. Sports for the culture. Chris Thomas? Mark Thompson, you already know. Yeah, man, you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show. Sports for the culture. What's going on, everybody? I'm chilling, bro. A little bit uh, cold in this joint. I just got I got a fresh cut, so my head is going through it right now. I need a hat. Yeah, man. But you know who else is going through it right now? Hmm. It's Philadelphia Eagles oh, offense God. right now. They trash. Yeah, they absolutely is. Listen, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to this show, if you rarely get any kind of play if you're not that good. So I think it's kind of customary, even though they are a hometown team. We do live in the city of Philadelphia. We, we're we not going to spend that much on this. I mean, we'll give them some time because, yeah, I mean, we'll, I'm, I'm still hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm still I, I'm disgusted. Not. I'm not. You're not. You're me right now. Why are you not hurt? Because I'm always hurt. Because I watch enough Philadelphia. Because like, it's kind of like with you when it comes to wrestling. You watch enough wrestling to already know what's going on. Yeah. And I'm kind of somewhat the same way. I like to keep some sort of suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But when it comes to the Eagles, I already know what it is. I have I give me 2015 Philadelphia Eagles vibes on this. The offense is completely DOA. The coaching is just not hitting home. And once again, like everything about... That could have gone wrong. Like, here's the thing. Carson Wentz didn't play absolutely terrible. He played, he, he played mistake-free football. He played conservative. Pretty much everything what Doug Peterson asked him to do. However, he had zero spectacular plays. No. But here's but here's the thing. Everything about this game that they lost this past Sunday was on coaching on every single level. I agree. In, one, in complete situational football, absolutely terrible. This is the first time since 2004 the Philadelphia Eagles did not convert a single third down conversion. What are they, 0-9, right? Yeah, 0-9. Disgusting. First time since 2004 they did not convert a third down in, in a game. That's 16 years ago. It's, this- it's crazy because, like, thinking back to, like, the 2017-2018 seasons, it's like, wow, I remember, like, we were a juggernaut on third down. Now we can barely complete one. Yeah. And defense, once again, like, the biggest calling card for a defense is really think, like, listen, we may give up a lot of yards, like, because of the fact that we play sticks defense on the passing game, but at least we can be able to stop the run. That's not the case. There was no Saquon Barkley there. Wayne Goldman, Alfred Morris, and Deion Lewis Nobody. ran all over. Daniel Jones ran all over this. I, I think front. I think that game you deserve to call him Danny Dimes because he, he put the work on us. So yeah, we man, can call Dan- him Danny Dimes that Listen, game. man, Danny Dimes, Danny Footwork, you can call him whatever <laughs> you want, man. Listen, Danny Quick Feet. Yeah, Danny Quick Feet. Listen, he made up for, you know, that 80-yard scramble and fumble. Not not that I mean stumble, not yeah. fumble. But listen, it, it was just depressing to watch, honestly. Like and the reason why I listen, I haven't felt this completely dejected watching a Philadelphia Eagles game since two thousand fifteen. Let me remind you about two thousand and fifteen. Chip Kelly was it was Chip Kelly's last year here. Sam Bradford was the uh quarterback here. So that made me doubly mad about why way the season was going. We had absolutely no one at the wide receiver position outside of Jordan Matthews and Jordan Matthews is not a starting wide receiver and the defense is completely horrible. We always keep Jordan Matthews on call though. Don't forget that. Yeah man listen like no matter what man. Yeah I mean thought the Jordan Matthews signal we do we always need a wide yeah. receiver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We always need one. Yeah, like, how do I look? Like a got snitched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, listen, man, just, it, it's rough to watch. Miles, listen, the Philadelphia Eagles only ran the ball 18 times, but it was working, like, especially during that third half when, you know, Boston Scott broke out that massive, huge run. Miles Sanders being back was, was, was big in big ways. But, listen, uh, in terms of the running game, shout out to the offensive line because you open up massive with uh, 
massive running lanes for both Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Corey Komet scored his first touchdown you know, of the season as well. But here's the thing, though. If your quarterback is struggling to move the ball, if you want him to play a lot more conservatively, and it kind of reminds me of the same game plan that the Cleveland Browns are running, and now especially that Nick Chubb is back, that, uh, that I also saw on Sunday. If you're going to play conservative because you're worried about your quarterback turning the ball over, then just completely become a run-first team. Don't just take it... Don't just run the ball 18 times and then try to make Carson Wentz a hero. Don't try to run it 18 times and when the ball is actually moving, take him out of the play and put him at wide receiver for Jalen Hurts. And for God's sakes, <laughs> stop the Jalen Hurts plays. They don't work. Uh, I, listen, I'm sorry, man. I'll, tell, I'll, tell him one more time, please. Stop the Jalen Hurts plays. He's not Taysom Hill. You don't. Ha- you didn't never had any applicable time in order for you to incorporate him in the offense like a Taysom Hill. Yep. Please stop it. And more importantly, this is the reason why. Like I'm at that point. Like, kind of where you are when it comes to Doug Peterson. When he was asked about, well, how come, or a reporter asked him, how come you don't take Taysom Hill, not Taysom Hill, like Jalen Hurts, and uh, why don't you take Carson Wentz off the field when you're running these Jalen Hurts packages? Because when you have Carson Wentz as a wide receiver, and we already know what the play is going to be, it's going to be a read option run. So that you're playing 10, 11 on 10 now. But when he asked, Doug Peterson was like, uh, yeah, that's something I have to think about. Either that was either brutally arrogant or he was literally taking notes about what, what he should do no it was it was, it was utter arrogance like yeah. you can tell from the tone in his voice it was nothing but arrogance and then he's like oh yeah that's a good idea like come on it's like it's like knock it off pal that's that's how he was coming across and honestly i'm just like listen you got you got a lot of audacity to be this arrogant yeah you lost to you lost to the you lost to the giants you lost to the football team your team is three five and one and the only reason why you're still winning the division is because how terrible everybody else is. Yep. But here's the thing, though. Washington is slowly getting better every single week. And this is what a 36-year-old Alex Smith, who has no business being on the football got, field at all. got one leg. And listen, this is what a first-year coach for Ron Rivera. But here's the thing. The football team is playing for Ron Rivera. You're seeing every single week the Giants are slowly getting better. Daniel Jones had back-to-back weeks where he did not turn the ball over for the first time in his career. Yep. That defense is slowly becoming a top-10 defense. And meanwhile, everybody on Philadelphia, like, nobody's responded to the coaching. There's nobody's responded to the coaching. Situational football on both sides of the field is absolutely terrible. You have a quarterback who now all of a sudden he played exactly how you wanted him to play, and it still wasn't good enough. Uh, it still wasn't good. Like, his play wasn't. Like, okay, he didn't turn over for the ball. That's good. Yeah. I'll take that. He didn't turn over the ball, but he was still throwing the ball too high. You got people not even going for passes. But that's the only thing that I'm giving him when it comes to that. Like, he didn't turn over the ball. That's, that's not how you want him to play, yeah, though. Yeah, and not to mention, you're the guy who has definitely, you know, transformed himself into a number one option for your team. Got three targets. Yep. And not to mention the guy you bring it back, Austin Jeffrey. He cut into, you know, Travis Fulgham's reps. That's like, what are you doing out there? Yep. And more importantly, here's the thing. And part of me is kind of upset now because remember, because the fact that Philadelphia made the playoffs last year, well, Jeffrey Ware was about to clean house. We'll see. Yeah. He was about to clean house last year, but that playoff push that they made during the last month of December, it saved him. It put him, it put Jeffrey Lewis right like, listen, our team was hurt. We almost beat Seattle if Carson Wentz probably didn't get this concussion. Like, give us, it gave him a mulligan for a year. But now you're seeing, even with these guys coming back healthy, the play calling is still extremely vanilla. Carson Wentz still isn't doing enough 
to win you games and not to mention Jim Swartz situational defense <laughs> is still absolutely terrible. Like, he's got to go. Everybody from this, it's it's Stephen H. just said it best. Like if it was just Carson Wentz, it'd just be it's just easy just to pinpoint on Carson Wentz. But on everything, the offensive lines in terms of pass rush is not that good. Um, you got a head coach that's literally just has vanilla play calling. Uh, having a returning Alshon Jeffrey who had was on sideline for the last eleven months, cutting into your the guy's reps who's been carrying that wide receiver squad for over the last month and a half. And not to mention you have a defensive coordinator who everybody knows like how to play the how to play this defense now. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And not to mention Howie Roseman's uh he the inability to hit on draft picks at all. We're not even talking about DK Metcalf uh and JJ I think a white side. Don't anymore. forget my guy. Yeah, here's the thing. Justin we're, Jefferson. Yeah, Justin Jefferson. We're not even talking about that anymore. We're talking about the fact that Rasul Douglas is, in terms of pro football focus, one of the top corners in the league. We're also talking about now that Sidney Jones <laughs> is ranked the number nine best corner in terms of pro football focus. He has more <laughs> interceptions than every single Philadelphia Eagles corner combined. <laughs> and, well, he, he got burned for two touchdowns. But, listen, everybody on our team outside there is like gets like get torched. They get toast. But listen, it just shows complete the inability to coach any of these guys up that Howie Roseman brings. And also it just shows the complete ineptitude that Howie just can't properly evaluate talent. Nope. This is just completely and the fact that the reason why that we're talking about Carson Wentz is because his play has been so abysmal that it takes center stage. But when you peel everything back, yep. it's a complete organizational failure in regards to how this team is constructed. And Jeffrey Lurie needs to look about, regardless if they win this division or not, Jeffrey Lurie needs to really look, consider about the direction of what Doug Peterson has his team, Howie Roseman in terms of handing out contracts and drafting, and just the fact that everybody else on this organization like, well, okay, what was the point of bringing Jason Peters back? What's the point of holding on to Sean Jackson and Sean Jeffrey? And you can make, even question that uh, Darren Sproles signing a couple years ago. Yes, exactly. So... Regardless of how the season goes, Philadelphia definitely needs to look themselves hard in the mirror, and Jeffrey Lloyd needs to figure out, like, listen, maybe regardless of what happened during that Super Bowl three years ago, changes need to be happening because what happens is you're going to end up like the Sixers was a few years ago when it comes to, uh, you know, Brett Brown. Because the fact that he's been with us for this long, you don't want to cut ties with him. Listen, organiza like organizations stay on top because they're always ahead of the curve and they always be able to predict, okay, before things turn, things turn for the worse. Mm -hmm. That's how teams like New England is to be able to stay relevant and consistent. That's how teams like the Saints always been stay relevant San and consistent. Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs, um, wherever team LeBron is on, yeah, the Golden State Warriors. Like you can like name any like modern dynasty that's won several like multiple championships over the years, and you can see like well they make the minor necessary adjustments in order for perfect them. timing too. Yes, exactly. I mean, look, look at Sean McVay. I mean, here's the thing. I mean. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I I had like Doug Peterson over Sean McVay for the longest, uh, for like the uh, two years ago. But when you look at Sean McVay, like, listen, I'm gonna change my offensive coordinator here. I'm gonna change my philosophy, like on defense, in terms of bringing the defensive coordinator here. And like, listen, even without Ty Gurley, they're seven and three, and they dominated the, the Seattle Seahawks. And basically, because of that game, it took Russell Wilson out of the MVP category. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get back to that Russ yeah. stuff later. But it, it's just frustrating because. 
Last week was so peaceful because it was on by. It's like I get to watch good football <laughs> from good teams, and it's like I'm still watching good football from other good teams. But it's like when Philadelphia is on, it's like a freaking circus. Yeah, it is. Remember when you said you were okay at the beginning of the show? No, I'm not okay. You're not. <laughs> Listen, I, I took the role from you because like you're normally the angry Eagles fan now, and I'm the angry Eagle fan. Now. I love it. I'm just keep going. I'm oh like, my God. like, listen. <laughs> Like there are very few. I'm telling you, there are very few times in which I'm completely and utterly dejected from watching Philadelphia Eagles football. 2015, before that, 2012, Andy Reid's last year, and 2005, where every everything went for a ride. Terrell Owens got suspended, then Donovan McNabb got took out for the rest of the year because of sports turning, then Westbrook got hurt. We ended the season with Mike Mann as our quarterback. I, I don't care about Philadelphia Eagles football at that point. But I don't care about the Philadelphia Eagles at that point because regardless or not, I don't care if they win the division. I don't care if they win, if they even win a playoff game. They magically win a playoff game. I don't even care if they lose out at this point. Jeffrey Lurie is the What about the Wings? I don't even care about the Wings anymore, man. <laughs> Listen, Ranks, congratulations. Listen, when they get to official, when they eclipse, you know, six or more losses, like, listen, just tell me where, where you want to get your Wings and I'll pay them for them. I don't care anymore, man. Dang. I don't care. It's, 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 I'm over it, man. <laughs> no wings. No wings, man. <laughs> All right, man. It's, whew. Wow. You, you, you vented. Yeah, man. And you, and you said you were fine. Listen, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just laughing because I'm like, I'm just going to let Chris go. This is how I was last week. So I, I know how you feel. No, because it's just for the life of me. I can't. For Philadelphia sports, just can't give me some sort of moment of clarity or peace all at the same time. Like, like here's the thing: like, if the Eagles aren't bothering me, then it's the Sixers. Yep. The Sixers aren't bothering me, it's then the it's the Phillies. <laughs> then if the Phillies aren't bothering me. I guess we gotta worry about the Flyers. Like, then, then, then the Flyers. I'm just like Philadelphia. I mean, the Sixers at least got it right in terms of who they're bringing in, in terms of coaching staff and management. Right. But at the same time, it's like I gotta watch Philadelphia, you know, stink it up every single Sunday, and I gotta watch Phillies management, watch JT Ryu Muto go out, go out the door, and they still haven't addressed any of the pitching or coaching staff. And, and Theo Epstein also said he doesn't want to play for us, well, come to us oh in our God. front office. So just want to throw that out there. You just, you just keep ripping that bandaid off, man. Oh man, and we got our first caller. Oh my gosh! You're live on WJYN ninety eight point five. Hello there, may I, may I speak with uh, Mark, please? Hey, what's going on? Is this Tom from West Philly? This is Tom from West Philly. What's, How you doing? I'm doing well. We're shaking and baking. Hey, I need your help, man. Well, well, talk to me. I, I I'm getting really depressed with this, man. I can't. I don't know if I can handle it. I mean, I. I'm thinking about dropping the Eagles as my favorite team. I, wow. I don't know what to do. See, you know, I, I kind of did something similar. I think it was like week three or four yeah. when I started rocking with the Seahawks really heavy. So, um, yeah, how's that working out? It's not you? really working well because the Seahawks are one in three their last, I'm, you know, their last four games. So I don't know. Maybe it's me. You know, maybe the teams that I choose. Maybe, are just maybe they're just toxic. Yeah. It could, it, it could possibly <laughs> be me at the end of the day. But. Listen, Tom, the Eagles, it's just it's just 
utter disappointment. I just, I can't, I can't, uh, and especially Doug Peterson. I mean, his simple gameplay, his play calls are terrible. Like, especially, you know, as Chris alluded to earlier, putting Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz on the field at the same time. Listen, the Eagles should be happy that none of these defenses have taken a major shot at Carson Wentz with them having them sit him at wide receiver. They could clean his clock completely. It's just, I don't know what's going on with the defense. It's like, we had Boston Scott. We were using Boston Scott. He was doing well while Miles Sanders was out. As soon as Miles Sanders comes back, Boston Scott's a no-show. You take away that 50-yard touchdown, there was zero production from Boston Scott. But I don't put that on him. I put that on the coaches. I put that on maybe on Deuce for how they're rotating the running backs in and everything. But it, it, it was a tough Sunday. It was, it was really bad. It was. Hey, why, why do we still have... Alshon Jeffries and, and Deshaun Jackson on this team. I think uh, for me, it's it, not me personally, but it's more nostalgia. Like, you know, you look back, you think about our Super Bowl run. Alshon Jeffrey was major to that. You think about Deshaun Jackson prior to Kip, Chip Kelly, you know, letting him go. Deshaun Jackson was major staple here in Philadelphia. I mean, it's it's the same thing with Jason Peters. He's major staple here. Darren Sproles, it's like a lot of these guys, we should have been learned to let them go a long time ago. But as far as Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, they're just eating up a lot of cap space, which is hurting, for example, our linebacker position or what's hurting, for example, our running back position. And not to mention just taking away from wide receivers that actually needs to reps, like Travis Holcomb, like Greg Ward, like Jalen Rieger, who we spent a first-round draft pick on, even John Hightower, who's been one of our more you know, prominent deep threats. The fact that Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey still have roster spots, and not only that, also going on the field and taking those reps away from those young wide receivers, it's just a no-go for at this point. Yep. The the only good thing about Jackson and and Jeffries being hurt is that we did get a chance to see Travis Fulgham and and how he plays. Uh, at least we got one wide receiver that it seems like they really want to try and catch the ball, but. Other than that, I'm kind of looking. I'm looking at a really weak team. We got we got nothing for tight ends. We got we have. I, I think our running backs is deplorable. Yeah, I, I just don't see anything good about the Eagles right now. To to be honest, I I personally think that our personnel is okay. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to coaching and putting the players in the right position to succeed. For example, if you look at guys like. Kyler Murray, you look at Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, for example. These are type of guys that they're rolling out of the pocket darn near every single play, and they're making things happen for their offense. They're getting time. The reason Carson Wentz, he's sitting in the pocket for so long, and he's waiting for a play to develop. But if the coach understands, like, hey, while he's rolling, that play is developing. Now you've moved the pocket. Now your receiver might be in a position where he's open, where you can throw the ball to him. And the defense has to take their attention away for a potential run, which opens up wide receivers down the field. Exactly, but who am I? I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's you're it's, it's guru, not rocket science. Man, you're the guru. It, it's, it's not rocket science. It's, it's frustrating. It's like I've, I've had this problem since last season, since Carson came back. I, Doug continues to use him as if he's not a mobile quarterback, as if he has a sitting duck back there. Like, no, Carson Wentz can move. He doesn't coach to his player's strengths, and that's the he's most frustrating. He's coaching him like he's Nick Foles. And that's the problem because he's not Nick Foles. I, see, I got to tell you, I, I don't think Carson Wentz is that good 
Mobley. I think they're keeping him in the pocket because they're trying to save him because they know that once he goes outside the pocket, he gets hurt every season. And when he gets hurt, he gets hurt for the remainder of the season. So I really think that they're trying to keep him in the pocket, even though it's against everyone's better judgment. I think they recognize he's just not that good. I just really don't think he's nearly as good as the the Eagles thought he was um, three years ago. The thing is, is that if you keep him in the pocket, here's the thing. The Giants' front seven is definitely one of the more better front sevens in the league. And Carson Wentz got hit. 13 times on Sunday against the Giants. So keeping him in the pocket really doesn't preserve him either because the Giants were able to, you know, stunt. You know, Jason like Jason Kelsey is, like, one of the better centers, but if you put a bigger body on him like a Leonard Williams or like a Dexter Lawrence, they're going to bull rush him because he's way too small. And not to mention, like, we don't even have our top two guards, Brandon Brooks and Isaac Samalu. So Carson Wentz being able to take those shots in the pocket, it doesn't also protect him. It doesn't protect them either. And the Giants are 26 in terms of defending quarterbacks who roll out in the pocket. And the one thing that Carson Wentz was able to do to, you know, keep this offensive float, and we saw it on Sunday, he played everything in the script. He played conservatively. He did everything in terms of what Doug Peterson asked him to do, and that wasn't enough because Doug Peterson's game plan for what how to use him and the rest of his offense was completely vanilla. So... The reality is that we need Carson Wentz to move out of the pocket, not design like quarterback runs, but just what you saw from Monday night, uh, play actions uh, for like, you know, rollouts that they use a much more lesser athletic quarterback like Kirk Cousins. Even guys like. Do you think he has that kind of accuracy once he tries to roll out of the pocket? I think he does because it gives him the time. It gives him the time that he needs, and that's the time that he's waiting for in the pocket. That's part of the reason why he's holding the ball way too long. I got a tweet here from Dan Orlovsky of ESPN. He said, it took till 7 minutes and 16 seconds left in the third quarter for the Eagles to get their quarterback outside the pocket. They did this on back-to-back plays for 40 yards, and they never did it again. Those were the only two design rollouts for Carson Wentz, and it happened at the beginning of the third quarter and never happened again. I put that on Doug. Yeah. And not to mention, you can look at any of the Carson Wentz highlights over the years, going back from his rookie year, his MVP year, even these last three years where it wasn't the most spectacular like MVP caliber seasons. Most of the big plays that came from Carson Wentz were from the pocket. It was his ability to roll out, go off script, and find somebody from down, find somebody down the field. Mm, I just don't think we got those wide receivers that can get down the field and and give him that option when he's trying to roll out. He used to really do that incredibly well with, with Ertz, but now that Ertz is down, we, we don't have any safety valve for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he has that guy that he can kind of just get it off to when he's in, in, a, you know, in a pinch. I'll agree. I'll agree because to of that, he holds on to the ball. I'll right? agree to that. There's also no rhythm. Like, there's no rhythm throws. There's like, here's the thing, like, if your offensive line in terms of pass protection is not that good, then why don't you design plays to get Carson Wentz the ball out faster? How come you don't use any more pick plays like like that one play where they use for Jalen Rieger, you know, as soon as like a quick screen and him using his athletic ability, his unofficial 4-2 time, you know, to make plays down the field, you know? Uh, why, how come you're not using, you know, Dallas Goddard a lot more during the middle of the field? Because when I look at this offense – it turns especially like down the field. Like there's everything is completely down the field. It's the same issues that I had, you know, with Cleveland last year when Freddie Kitchens was the coach, uh, with Baker Mayfield. 
everything was all vertical down the field, like everything down the sidelines, like high, like low percentage throws. There was no rhythm, there was no consistency, and there was nothing for Carson Wentz to. There's nothing for Carson Wentz to get into a rhythm to. Yeah, I agree, I, and that's so. Again, I, I called you guys because I'm sorry, I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I was hoping you guys would give me hope. Or let me choose listen. another team. I'm looking at I'm looking at Miami. I'm looking at Miami. They, hey, they hey, man, listen. Ryan Flores, he's a brother leading that team. Hey, I I like Miami too. Hey, listen, man, listen. We're we're not we're listen, we're not we're not therapists, man. We're not here to talk <laughs> you off the edge, man. I watch oh. enough Philadelphia. I watch enough Philadelphia Eagles football where it's like if you want hope, then buy a copy of Madden 21 and do it yourself, <laughs> man. Pretty much. <laughs> Thomas, before you get up out of here, later on we're going to do a top 10 Thanksgiving foods draft. What's one of your favorite Thanksgiving foods? Oh, my goodness. See, pe- people don't have my, my saying, but um, pumpkin pie wow. with whipped cream. I'm sorry. Mm. I know that's not a thing that a lot of brothers do, but <laughs> pumpkin pie? It's the bomb, yo. <laughs> now, is this pumpkin pie warm or cold? Oh, it's cold. Okay, so that's so that's yeah. the uh, that's the slice from Friday. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Because if it's warm, then the whipped cream just slides off. Ooh. You know, Man. can't have it slide. Got to be got to be on. Can't can't slide. Man, you prefer that over sweet potato? Yeah, I I mean I haven't really tried sweet potato. Mm. I, I've always I've always kicked the um the pumpkin pie. Now now my beautiful wife, she's a sweet potato lady. And she keeps telling me how good it is, but mm-hmm. she ain't making none. Uh-oh. But I ain't complaining, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh, sounds like a little hint, hint. <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening in right now. Oh, <laughs> Don't be in trouble when you get home. She just though. She just might. <laughs> Tom, thank you so much for calling. Don't be a stranger. You're more than welcome to call in any time. Thank you. I look forward to it. You guys have a great one. Stay you, safe. You thank too. you, too, man. Hey, uh, Mark, you want to get that call number? Of course. That phone number to join the conversation, 215-763-9596. As you can see, the uh, first 15 minutes, uh, Chris was just essentially having a uh, therapy session. I'm taking notes here, you know, just helping my man through this situation. Yeah, man, how, how does that make me feel? Because he said he was okay about the Eagles, but he's not. I can see right through it. <laughs> I want y'all to know it's so cold in here, right? But Chris is so hot. I see the steam coming off his head. He got on short sleeves. I got a headache right now, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, we got another caller. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 98.5 WJYN. Good evening, uh, Chris. This is uh, Warren. Hey, Warren. What's going on, man? What's going on, Warren? What's up? I heard you guys um, venting about, you know, a disappointing team in the Eagles. And I share your same sentiment. About a disappointing team in Chicago. Ooh. <sighs> you guys have at least a quarterback where I feel confident about. You know, I hear people talk about Carson Wentz, like Nick Wright and them, and say, oh, he's regressed. I mean, he's turnover prone. But I would love to have him way over Nick Foles in whatever situation we have in Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's not looking good for Chicago. I have to start it on 3-0. and You guys lost five of your last seven games, man. I'm sorry about that. I, I'm i pretty – you know, every Monday I check Seth Rollins' Twitter and I share the same sentiments when he says I hate football. <laughs> yes. I feel Seth Rollins too. It, it's crazy. You guys let Kirk Cousins finally get a Monday night football win. The audacity. 
look, I'm sorry we let you all down. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, you didn't I let did me down. You, I took, you didn't let us down. I man. took the Vikings money line. Sorry. <laughs> and, oh, the, no, have, and the spread. I have Dalvin Cook as my running back, so I'm okay in that regard. There you but, go. <laughs> see, the thing is, like, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Me and Chris had this conversation. I want to say a couple months ago, where I, I was like, if we, if our offense was a little more competent, with the same good defense, we can win 10, 11 games. Hmm. And. I, I don't. I don't know how we got regressed. I want Matt Nagy fired. I mm. want everybody in the front office fired. I, Nick Foles was a mistake. I just. I actually love hearing that coming from a Chicago fan because there's a lot of Philadelphia fans who are so caught up on that Super Bowl win that all they want is Nick Foles back. Like that's all they want. They want Carson once gone. That's all they want is Nick Foles. So just hearing you say as a Chicago fan that you would rather have Carson Wentz over Nick Foles, it, it's just music to my ears. Yeah, and it's kind of funny how. I would rather have Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. than Nick Foles. Ooh, okay. Man, Mitch Trubisky can roll out of the pocket. <laughs> exactly, and that's and you know I'm watching the games we lose and we've lost I believe four of the last five. Well, most of our losses this season have been one possession game. Mm-hmm. I watched that Monday night football game when we got creamed by the Rams and I saw Nick Foles miss a wide open touchdown pass. And I'm like, people may make fun of Nick Trubisky, but he rolls out the pocket and he hits that wide receiver and we he have can. a one possession game. I'm just tired of Nick Foles just looking like a deer in headlights. He's always looked that day, man. He's had this one fluke season where he threw twenty seven and two and he basically roots off the benefits of Carson Wentz's MVP performance, and everybody's just stuck in this recent bias. But when you watch him, he's not even a starting quarterback. Oof. Nope, he isn't. Yeah, listen, listen, this, this is music in my ears I'm right loving now. It. I'm, 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 <laughs> about to, I'm about to shed a tear right now. Nick Foles, literally, besides garbage time stats, had more turnovers than touchdowns. And we are what two and five with him, two and four. All of our losses have happened under Nick Foles' watch, and he's gone for the season because I'm sure he's hurt, and not coming back. Yeah, I he hope ain't he recovers, back. But good riddance. <laughs> um, like I was one of those people that was upset that they replaced him. I didn't have an inherent issue with Trubisky. You know, I was like, okay, we we lose that Atlanta game, but we win that Atlanta game. Why not roll with him until we can't roll with him anymore? I didn't like the fact that Matt Nagy and them were like, well, we paid Nick Foles all this money, so anytime we can find a reason to get him in there, and now the fact that they haven't seen the error of their ways, and we went from the number one seed to end the hunt. being a 500 team, yep. infuriates me. But yeah, uh, Chicago's, most of their, honestly, like their issues are a lot more easy to identify. Um, it's it's mostly offensive based because when you look at the defense, you look at Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks has been healthy. The defense, in the end, they're doing their jobs to making sure that it stays a one possession game. But when you look at the offense, it's been averaging now less than 17 points a game ever since Nick Foles took over. You're asking a lot for a defense to make sure that like it, it stays close. And like I, I honestly, it's like. It wouldn't surprise me if Matt Nagy was gone, and not to mention it wouldn't surprise me like if Ryan Pace, the general manager, was gone because he completely botched the situation where it's like uh, taking Trubisky over uh, Deshaun Watson, who won the high, who 
you know, got um, that victory over Alabama and like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he only, I mean, fun thing about that, like when I looked up uh, Mitch Trubisky, he had one interview with uh, one dinner with Mitch Trubisky. He didn't work out for them. He didn't do anything else. It was just that one dinner was like, listen, that's our guy. And not to mention they traded up uh, one spot over with the 49ers to make sure they got it. I'm like, did you not watch the tape with Sean Watson did against Alabama? Did you not see the potential of a great arm in which uh, Patrick Mahomes? Well, Mahomes is Mahomes is like hindsight's twenty twenty on that because Andy Reid was probably the only other guy that knew about and that. and groomed Mahomes. Let's yeah. not forget that because Alex Smith was still starting. So yeah, so he had Mahomes a year didn't to like just come out of nowhere. He was groomed. Yeah, but you see the thing, the thing that I I watch these games and I'm like, okay, like I watch Monday Night Football and Allen Robinson, I. I would have I would have wished he would have went to Green Bay at this point, which is wasting that poor man's abilities. But um, he missed a wide open touchdown to him, and I'm like, how? Can... Like Nick Foles, I, I don't know. Like I I feel like Chris, you've been talking about this. Uh, Mark, you've been talking about this. You guys were like, yeah, they go keep sipping that Foles Kool Aid until it's gone. Yep, and exactly. Now, Yep. And now people have the diabetes of drinking his Kool-Aid because this is horrible. And and don't get me like, wrong, he's a great guy, like great locker room guy. But what he does on the field, it, it's not it. I've, I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. He's nothing but a glorified backup. But if you put him in the right situation, he will definitely flourish. And unfortunately there in Chicago, it's not really the right situation. I don't think there's enough offensive weapons for him to flourish the way that he did, for example, in Philadelphia. But you've seen what happened in Jacksonville, how he was benched. And you also seen what happened with his time during when he was with the Rams and the Chiefs as well. So I, I'm not on it. I'm off. Been off. My hot take, honestly, would have been we wouldn't be 5-5. Five and five. We'd probably be like almost a 7-win team if – like a six seven win team if Trubisky was playing. With I this believe defense, it. I don't think I think Trubisky's mobility would save us a lot of the tr- troubles that that Nick Foles lacks. Nick Foles just has a so so arm and he can't move in the pocket. You can't win games when your quarterback can't really throw downfield or move in the pocket. This game, this day and age Unless you have a great offensive line to protect you as a pocket presence, you have to be mobile to succeed in this league. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, until Chicago gets it right, Jay Cutler's your best quarterback in franchise history, <laughs> man. You know, if I told my you know, if I tell my dad that he probably won't speak to me for the rest of the day. <laughs> anyway, uh anyway, now before we go, Warren, uh, anything else you want to go off your chest? Oh man, I just want to say, you know, I, I like I said, I love this show. Um, like I, I, I have subscribed to it on my Apple Podcast. Nice. I, I thankfully listen to it every week. Um, Appreciate you. Know, you. you. You know, you guys have a big fan of me. Your Harden takes are a little suspect. Oh no, no, no! There'll be more to come. There will be so much more to come as soon as he's in that red, white, and blue. Oh, you know, you know, I'm looking forward to it because. I'm looking forward to these takes because next, next time we chat, I'm definitely be like, so, Bell Harden. Oh, you already know. I'm I'm ready for it. And, be, and before we get you out here, Warren, we um we are doing a draft later on. Our top Thanksgiving foods. What are one of yours? Um. Well, see me. I I love um. Well, obviously, besides the, the you know the dishes, you know the I love a good macaroni and cheese. Mm. I love um I love mashed potatoes. Um. 
uh, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm really big on bread. If you have, if you can cook bread, because not everybody can cook bread for whatever reason, you know, that works for me too. Like some good um, cornbread? You know, uh, like I, I'm a turkey guy, not a ham guy. I try to stay away from pork. All right. That okay. sounds good. Okay. All right, Warren, uh, once again, thank you for uh, uh, calling in. You can call back anytime, and uh, we'll definitely be looking forward to hearing your ears for our one-year anniversary show next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all be blessed up. Thank you, man. Thank you, you too. Listen, man, Warren, he feels our pain, Yeah, man. especially like when they t- the Chicago, they took Mitch Trubisky, right? They yes. could have had Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. We get it. Yeah. But I, that's like us with wide receiver. We could have had DK Metcalf. Uh, but we got Ortega Whiteside. We could have had Justin Jefferson, but we have, you know. Honestly, it's not even the thing about the wide receivers is that it's not even just recently. It's literally over years. Decades, yes. Yes. Like, we could have had Chad Johnson, but we had Freddie Mitchell. (laughs) But. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) once again, you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture on 98.5 WJYN. Uh, we're talking NFL. We're talking in uh, basketball uh, within the upcoming moments. We're also, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food, man? Like, what is that one dish that you not got know that you got to circle on your cir- sure. circle mentally that you got to have? Yeah, them, 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 Tom and Warren talking about them foods got my stomach going. Oh, absolutely, I'm, I'm ready for th- for some Thanksgiving. <laughs> Even though this this Thanksgiving it's going to be real unorthodox. Yeah, man. You know, especially with uh, COVID and everything. It's, yeah, but listen, here's the thing, like. My family's small. It's just me and my mom and my sisters. Right. As soon as the food's ready, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me uh, let me fill half my plate with stuffing. Because, <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. We're going to get into it. We're yeah. going to get into it. Let but, me Before we switch, though, let me let me go in on the Eagles for a second, all right? So, all, right all right, fine. It's your so, turn now? Yeah, I'm going to go in just for a second. Not too much. But one of the things that bothered me the most about this 27-17 to 17 loss was, number one, we didn't even match the Giants' energy. All right, now that's the first thing that's frustrating, like, we're coming off a bye week. Like, we should have had their energy. But yes. up, up, looking like the same old Philadelphia Eagles. One thing that I also noticed, the Giants, they ran the RPO much better than we did. Danny Dimes was taking off, doing whatever he wanted to do. They were running all over us. They had 151 rushing yards. They didn't have any problem doing that whatsoever. 40% of the Eagles' rushing yards that they give up is on read options and reverses. Oh, well, isn't that something? Yep. Isn't that something? And see how effective they ran that. Um, and then Jabril Peppers on defense, he was a hawk. Yeah. He was literally everywhere. I mean, the Giants, f- to be honest, the Giants saw some. I saw something in the Giants that I've never seen before, and they kept rotating their offensive linemen. It kind of gave me like a hockey feel, like how they had a different offensive line every time. And I'm just, in my mind, I'm like, how are they gaining like chemistry? Yeah. But they're staying fresh. So I guess staying fresh is better than chemistry because you know what? They were wearing us out with it. No problem. Yeah. Another thing, like the Eagles, you talked about this. They go away from the run. Like the way that they ran the ball was beautiful. I love that the fact that Miles Sanders was back. But like it just frustrates me that you go away from Boston Scott now that you have your guy Miles Sanders. I I mean you gotta learn to implement these guys into the plays. Like as I mentioned before, and I'll say it again, I'll say it again. I wish I could just beat it into Doug's head, but like Boston Scott. Nothing. No, nothing's in there. No. So. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You're, I don't, you're I don't, wasting your arm swings. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He gives me like. You remember those um confused looks that like Eli Manning would have like yeah. after an interception. That's that's what Doug Peterson gives me. 
It's just, it's just no one's home. Honestly, even at post game conference, we look like he's about to cry. I'm like, dog, this is crocodile tears if I've ever seen. Facts, him. facts. I'm like, all right, bro, like, I don't care about your tears right now. Listen, just coach better. Yeah, and then and and as you said earlier, you gotta sorry. stop freaking forcing the Jalen Hurts plays. It like, who you who you think you're tricking? Carson Wentz is on the field. You know you're not throwing. Carson Wentz is on the field. Take him off the field if you're going to actually have the defense unbalanced and think something's going to happen. Like, they, every defense knows, like, oh, okay, it's going to be a run. He might throw. But if he throws, he's not throwing Carson Wentz way. And not to mention, take a page from your the guy you learned under Andy Reid. Because remember, when Donovan McNabb was here, Michael Vick was the backup. Donovan McNabb was off the field. Yes. <laughs> yes. For God's sakes, he was off the field. Michael Vick was able to do what he do, you know, like run the wildcat, you know, able to throw. And Donovan McNabb was coming back like, oh, good job, Vick. And you know what? And ultimately that led to Michael Vick getting in starting opportunity because it's like, oh, this dude can actually like kind of play. Yes. Versus like, we know Jalen Hurts is never going to throw because Carson Wentz is on the field. He's throwing two passes. Like, we don't even know what the kid can do. Like, he was in for 30 plays. He's only thrown twice. Right. And then one of those, one of those throws was on point, yes. right on the money. You know what I'm saying? And, and this was the thing that, like, really frustrated me, right? So, like... Among other things? There's a lot. You know, there's always a lot. So, there was a moment, right, when it was 21 to 17 and we were up. Yeah. Doug decides to go for two. All you need to do is kick the field goal. We're down three. And then it's like, okay, so you don't get it. Now we're forced to score a touchdown because they kicked the field goal. Like, and I don't get it. I, I don't know what that is. It's like, do you have this lack of faith in Jake Elliott now? But, like, regardless of that, if you had... If you have this lack of faith in Jake Elliott, then bring somebody else in. I think it's not Jake Elliott. You know what it really is? What? It's the defense. It's the defense. Because if you know your defense got your back and they're solid, they're, they're going to get these stops, you don't try to keep tacking on points. So I think it's really the defense that he doesn't trust. So then that's the conversation he's to have with Jim Schwartz then. But we all know he's not going to have that conversation with Jim Schwartz. He's not going to have this conversation ever because the only scapegoat that's going to happen for Doug after the season is over is Jim Schwartz getting fired. So it's not even going to happen. Another thing that frustrated me about that game, right, it was eight minutes left, right, and we were making that game-winning drive. This is right after, you know, we stopped them. They they kicked the field goal to make it 24-17. All we need is a touchdown to tie this bad boy up. Yes. This that drive, I'm not gonna put it all on Carson Wentz. Okay, he did have one high throw, it was like third and something. But Miles Sanders had a drop, Fogum had a drop. Like these are these are plays that should have been made, you know, to ensure that the Philadelphia Eagles have mm-hmm. a chance to actually win that game. So that was a huge problem for me. But at the end of the day, I look at it like this: our offense flat out sucks. Our defense flat out sucks. Like the Philadelphia Eagles in general is just a stale football team and it's just horrible to watch i don't watch college football i will gladly watch any college football over another philadelphia eagles game because it's pathetic and i don't see anything getting better our next few games these are the rest of the season we got the browns mm-hmm. we're probably going to lose seahawks that's definitely a loss packers that's definitely a loss saints Jameis winston's probably going to okay, let's be real. week 17 week 16 and 17 are the only other winnable games this year no i wouldn't even say 16 because that's the cardinals Oh, my fault. I meant Dallas. Yeah. No, Dallas and the Browns, in my opinion, out of all the games, unless I'm missing a game, I believe. Did I miss Washington? I'm missing Washington? Okay. All right, so, yeah. That's six wins. That's it. And the sad thing is that can still win this trash division. Jeez. Trash division. Speaking of, let's, let's talk good division. Let's talk about the NFC West. Okay. Their playoff race right now is looking crazy. Number one, 
Arizona is leading the division, which is a complete shock to me. They're sitting at six and three. Not really that much of a shock to me. I had them, in, I had them as a playoff team. Yeah, but I just didn't. I didn't know that Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins would connect this fast, like literally with no preseason. And then and then and then DeAndre so, Hopkins go for that hell mary catch. Yeah. So you didn't know Kyler Murray was going to be this good either. I had a feeling. Okay. A as feeling. long as you had a feeling. No, 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 because no. Because like with Langston, he was like, I did not see him being this good. I'm like, nah. are you serious right now? Nah, he's he's. This is the way the NFL quarterback is going. That's yeah. why that's why it's a struggle with Carson Wentz. That's why it's a struggle, for example, with Nick Foles because he's not mobile. Yeah. You know, that's that's why Warren would rather have Mitch Trubisky versus Yeah, because he's not mobile. Yeah, dude. Kyle, Kyle Murray's a problem. You're looking at it's baby. Ru- you're looking at baby Russ right there, man. I swear, when he goes running, he's so small out there. You know the cartoons yeah. when like the small people are running. It's like that's all I hear when he's running. No, no, like you know how you play those Mario games and like you get like star. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yep, because he'd be moving. Yeah, he'd be flying. But nah, the Cardinals they look really good. Um, you got the Rams who are also sitting at six and three. You got the Seahawks who. They're struggling, but they're also sitting at six and three. Yeah. So I want to ask you this, all right? I got the next three game, and and then well, the Niners are in there. You never know what can happen. The Niners have four and six, but yeah, but the Niners have way too many injuries. But you know, props to them for like you know still continuing. Still competing. They yeah. their, their record's better than ours. Yeah. Which I mean, that's not hard. Even though these we days. and we beat them, I don't know how. But so let me ask you this, right? These Shoot. are the next three games for the Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks. I'm going to start with the Cardinals. The Cardinals they have the Seahawks, Patriots. Rams, how do you think they coming out of those three games? Um, Cardinals? Yeah, they got the Seahawks, Patriots, and Rams. Mm. Those are three tough ones. You know what? I I could definitely see them winning two out of their next three. Yeah. The first two. Uh, the Rams are a completely different story, though. I think the way that they come back, Aaron Donald's on a complete mission. For sure. The way that, you know, Sean McVay has completely revamped this offense with – you know, the departure of Todd Gurley. Because two years ago, this offense was Todd Gurley-centric, but now it's a running back by committee, you know, get Jared Goff on these rollouts, yep. you know, hit Cooper Cup, get Robert Woods, you know, Josh Reynolds, Tyler Higby. You know, you got to it, – it's a lot of unsung heroes, you know, when it comes to watching the Rams offense. But it works because you have a guy like Sean McVay who knows his personnel, mm-hmm. who knows where to put his guys in the right spot, and he doesn't try to force, you know, players into positions at which they don't need to be. And like not to mention, it also helps on the defensive side of the ball. You got the top two guys who are probably the best in their respective positions in both Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Yep. And Jalen Ramsey completely locked up DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf only had four targets and only two catches. Yeah, so he, like, he was on him. So for anyone even debating Jalen Ramsey, still not if that, not that the boot, best yeah. cornerback in the league, you saw it. Like get yeah, like, uh, like, like Stephon Gilmore, like that 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 that's cute. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. That's cute. Tre'Davious right. White. That's cute. That's no, it, it's Jalen Ramsey. It's, nah, it's Ben Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> ben Jalen Ramsey. All right. So the Rams. They got the Bucks, Forty Niners, Cardinals. I see them winning all three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, honestly, look, the Rams. They're like a streaky team. They've been this way for a bit. Yeah. Like they've definitely been this way for a bit. I even something told me like. I was, you know me, I'd be betting and whatnot. Yeah. I decided to bet that Seahawks-Rams game late. But my heart of hearts knew, like, that wasn't the game Seattle was going to win. I wanted to take the Rams so bad. But I'm like, you know what, Russ is going to turn around. But I'm like, mm, nope. That was that was the Rams game for sure. Yeah. Uh, you said you see the Rams taking all three? Yeah. I don't know about that Bucks game. 
It depends on which Tom Brady shows up. Yeah. It depends on if Tom Brady shows up or Thomas Brady shows up. Yeah. So it, it all depends on that one. Honestly, I would say, I'm going to say they can get, I'll have them, I'll have them two and one where the loss comes to the Bucks. I think they could probably get the cards. Depends on if they're still streaking. Yeah. But here's the name. The Bucks offensive line, um, it's, I'm not buying them right now, but. Because you know they're still missing like one of their top guards, but Aaron Donald is gonna wreak havoc on that offense for sure. So it's like can't even deny that. So it's like I feel like, and that's gonna be a game in which Tom Brady's gonna have to throw more than what he's accustomed to. And like here's the thing: you got Jalen Ramsey on one on one side, so that side of the field is gonna be completely neutralized. So regardless if it's Mike Evans lining up on him, Chris Godwin lining up on him, or even Antonio Brown. Don't sleep on Antonio Brown. He had a great game that just passed. He did, man. But listen, Jalen Ramsey has. The reason why I, I haven't He's heard his name. He's a man amongst boys. Yeah, I haven't heard his name all year. Because they don't throw his yeah, direction. Exactly. Like, if you're a quarterback and I don't hear your name, then you're doing you're your doing job. You're doing something right. Yes. Exactly. Speaking of, speaking of doing their job right, I seen um, Darius Slate. He tweeted, like, my fault, y'all. Like, I gave up one play, blah, 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 blah. Get him next week. I lie to you not. Like, 95% of the comments from Eagles fans were like, yo, bro, you're good. Like, you're doing you're doing your thing out here. So, yeah. Darius Slay, you doing your thing for us, bro. Like, you're you're in the clear. Like, you, you, you're you good, bro. You're good. Yeah. Um. All right, Seahawks, 6-3 and three as well. They got the Cardinals, Eagles, and Giants. Two out of three. Yeah. Because you're saying the Cardinals is going to beat the Seahawks. Yeah. But it, this crazy thing is, bro, if you look at the rest of the Seahawks division, I mean the rest of their schedule, they're probably going to win the division because it's nothing but easy games after the Giants. They got the Jets after that. Oof. I think they got like the Cowboys. Like and I th- I think they play our division. I think yeah, they got the they Redskins. Do. So they're Seahawks football team. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank God I don't have to get dumped for that. But um <laughs> You know, I think the Seahawks still have a chance to actually come out and win the division just because yeah. of the strength of their uh, schedule the rest of the way, so I, I I really think they have a chance to win that the division overall. But it's it's a really tight race, and these guys as of right now, shoot, might as well jump into it. The uh, for the NFC playoff picture, they're all in it. Yeah, like as of right now, the Packers have the number one seed. They're seven and two, which they're scheduled to get a bye. Then uh, the next face off would you know it'd probably be the Saints. It'd be the Saints, yeah. Saints versus the Seahawks, where the Saints are seven and two, Seahawks six and three. This is as of right now. Yeah. Then you got the Cardinals versus the Rams, who are both six and three. Then you got the sorry behind Philadelphia Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's a home game for the Eagles. <laughs> and, the, and the Bucks are seven and three. How terrible is that? You know what? <laughs> It's laughable. Listen, all hell would break loose if Philadelphia found a way to win that game. The crazy thing is, that's the game they would win. That's that's <laughs> the game that they would win. Everyone would probably go insane for one game, and then would probably get bounced the next game. Yeah, but they'd that, be like, you know what? Out of all games, that would be the one. But at the same time, we're like, you know, maybe Doug Peterson and all that. Bad. No, 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 no. Right, no, like, no, no, no. no, no. Like, stick to the script. Stop, stop, like, stop. He's, no. he's still got to go. No, stop. Maybe Drew Scores, like, he neutralized that. No, no, no. Nah, he got to go, nah, too. No, no. He, he's got to <laughs> go, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I, there's, like, three people on this entire coaching staff that I, I like, I could, that I still want to see here, and that doesn't include either Jim Schwartz or Doug Peterson at this Agreed. point. Agreed. I don't, I don't want any, any, any of them. Yeah. I want, um... What's his name from Kansas City? Uh, the enemy? Yeah. I want him. I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but I want him. Pause. I don't know, man. I'm, 
I'm kind of tired of the Andy Reid assistant tree, man. Listen, all right, I get the Andy Reid assistant tree, but I'm talking about how creative that Kansas City offense is. I, I like I'm not thinking about the Andy Reid coaching tree. I'm thinking about their offense and how great it looks. And with us having, I feel like we have a good personnel. It's just like I said, we don't have the good coaches to put them in the right position. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. Or 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 fine, fine. Let's get the hottest college coach who's doing some freaky stuff down there and bring him in as offensive coordinator if you don't want to get rid of Doug. You know what? Maybe that might be the, maybe that maybe that might be the way. But that's too progressive. And and that's the thing about Philadelphia. They they don't have any progressive thinkers as you see. You know what I'm saying? But that's, listen, man, listen. But when you watch Sean listen, I'm watching Sean McVay and I'm watching the Rams, I'm still watching the innovation. I'm watching Cliff Kingsbury. Heck, I'm watching Matt Rule right now, right. who turned around two college programs, both Baylor and Temple. And even though they're losing, they're completely competitive and yes. they're responding to him. Yes. Like shoot, like I, I don't care. Like heck, listen. If Doug Peterson's gone, listen, I don't know, put a flyer out and like give an interview for Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Anybody. Anybody. I just I just don't have any faith in Doug. And 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 then okay, not that. Who knows? I'm just gonna say who knows. But you can't be mad looking at Frank Wright over there in, in Indianapolis because they're number one in their division right now. I'm not either. And I watch. I don't I, know how they're doing it. Listen, I I watched that Thursday night game. I'm like, I'm watching a thirty. I'm watching a rundown Philip Rivers putting up thirty four points, and I'm watching the fact that he's got Naheem Hines pretty much having a career night. He's got yep. T. Y. Hilton. Yep. Like. Offensively, like in terms of names, nothing to write home about. Nope. But he's putting up 34 points a game. Like, this is ridiculous. The craziest thing is I thought Phillip Rivers would play better. And I remember I picked them to win the division. Yeah. And for them to actually be leading because it is looking a little shaky in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, and it's like Phillip Rivers had an extremely rocky start. Yes. And now he's like coming along like slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's like one of those starter startup cars, man. That just needs like a you know a few few weeks to like get that engine running. Yeah. But. And then and then I forgot to talk about the in the hunt team, which is the Bears, who are five and five. So the the NFC playoff picture is definitely starting to round up. It's just insane that the Eagles would really host a home game, and it would as of right now it would be against the Bucks. And now there's no fans, so you know we're gonna get mollywopped. I don't know, man. Something about Tom Brady that plays against Philadelphia. Oh, well, the NFC East. Yeah. Yeah, he just, he does take those L's in the NFC East. Yeah. You know, now that we're talking about Tom Brady, I just want to uh, talk about this for a second. So, like, with Tom Brady, he's arguably definitely an MVP candidate. Yes. Candidate. Like, you can't deny that. Yes. But there's, there's something that I've noticed about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. There's Tom Brady and then there's Thomas Brady, right? So... If you guys you guys know me, I call him Thomas Brady when he's just playing like trash. So let me just give you some numbers from Tom Brady versus Thomas Brady because it depends. You never know who you're getting these weeks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like like in New England, you're like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah, Tom Brady, yeah, you already know. But uh, you know, with that Buccaneers, he's giving me uh Michael Jordan Wizards vibes, and it's starting to look like that. So Tom Brady on the season is, has 2,038 passing yards, 20 touchdowns. Two interceptions with a 111.9 rating, right? That's Tom Brady. Yes. Oh, we got here. Anywho, so Thomas Brady, on the other hand, these are, and then, so, all right, so Tom Brady, those are the games that the Bucks have won. Those are the numbers. Now, in the, in the games that the Bucks have lost, you got Thomas Brady. So you got seven, 701 passing yards, three touchdowns, five interceptions with a 68.8 rating. Mm. So. 
depending on depending on which Tom Brady you get, you don't know what's going to happen. But I don't know. It's it. it He's, he's still an MVP candidate, but it's still giving me Jordan Wizards vibes, mm. and I ain't feeling it. Because Jordan still had those flashes where he would drop, like, 40. He'd have, like, 29. But he's not Jordan. Yeah, like, I like I remember I went insane as a young bull. Like, Jordan did this pump fake like this Oh yeah, when he was with the Wizards. Yeah. And LA. the dude, like, flew by him. Yeah. Jordan did one dribble step in and just banged the mid-range. Yeah. I'm like... Why did I just go insane for that old-looking move? Because you're a basketball fan, man. I know, and I just wasn't expecting it from old Michael Jordan. And he banged that, John. So, anywho, let's move on to the uh, AFC playoff picture. We got, so, number one, Pittsburgh. They still Obviously have the Pittsburgh. number one seed. Yeah, they're 9-0 and right now. Number two seed, Kansas City, who's sitting at 8-1. and They will be playing against the Baltimore Ravens, who are the seventh seed. Ooh. And that would be, and they're at 6-3. and three. Can, that, we have, can we have that conversation about Baltimore, man? Yeah, they ain't looking good. Listen, no here's man. the thing. Like, when that report came out saying that defenses already know what Baltimore's already going to be calling, and I'm like, yeah, because Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, he was the offensive coordinator back at San Fran when Colin Kaepernick was there. Yeah. The purpose of Baltimore's offense is to front run. Mm-hmm. They get off to a hot start, and then they pound you into the dirt with all these run plays. Yeah, they can't catch but up. They cannot, they're not a catch-up offense. They're not a Kansas City. They're not – not a lot of teams are Kansas City. They're not a Kansas City. They're not a Saints. They're not a Tampa Bay. Nope. They're, not even, they're not even Green Bay. They're, they're just a – they're a grounded pound football team, and it's like, as much as I like Lamar Jackson, it's like, he's having an average year. He is. And I'm kind of salty he's having an average year because I thought they would really build on the momentum yeah. from last season, you know, contribute more to his strengths and, you know, try to help him out. But yeah. mm, it looks but like I'm the league has found out. Yeah, but I'm not seeing absolutely nothing. To be fair, nobody on the opposite end, like whether it's Marquise Hollywood Brown or Willie Sneed, like none of the guys that he has can be able to help, you know, contribute to those big plays as well. Yeah, I, I I'm with you 100. percent And honestly, the way that the AFC is shaping up now, because like they're also six and three, but also Miami's won three straight. Yep. Can, uh Cleveland's also six and three as well. The Raiders are six and three as well. It's that AFC Titans are six and three. That that AFC champ, that AFC playoff picture is getting to be crowded, and Baltimore cannot does not have any real estate or like they don't have any room. They don't have any room for error. Yeah, at this point, because you have to play Pittsburgh again. Uh, man, yeah. you, have a, you have a first place schedule, so yeah. like, it's not going to get easy. And like you losing to a uh, a Patriots team that is completely undermanned. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, that shouldn't have happened. And it's like do? the environments and like the conditions where it was a rainy night. It was meant for you to be ground and pound. It was a it, that was a night catered to your offense, and they blew it. And they blew it. They blew it. Yep, and then so the the following would be a uh, AFC East matchup where you would have Buffalo, who's seven and three, mm-hmm. at the number three seed versus number six Dolphins, who are Ooh. six and three. Yo, honestly, man, if it stays like this for the first time in my life, I will legit watch every AFC playoff game. I usually like skip. Uh, I don't want to see the Chargers Colts. I know that's going to win. Uh, I don't want to see Pittsburgh versus them. I know this. Like, so, I'm this curious, is, who's that four and five? You ready? Yeah, Colts and Raiders. It's not bad. Okay. Colts and Raiders. But peep, peep who's in the hunt, though. The Browns are in the hunt. Okay. Who are at 6-3. and three. You got the Titans, who are also at the hunt, in the hunt at 6-3. and three. And then you got the uh, Patriots, who are also in the hunt at 5-4. and four. Okay. 
I mean, I'm sorry. Four, four and, five. and five. Yeah, I apologize. Four and five. So, I mean. You know, here's the thing. Like, guys are all the one thing I love about the NFL is it, it's a lot more room for parity as opposed to, like, NBA. It's like you already know, like, who's going to be in the playoffs for the NBA. But here's the thing. You already know who's going to win a championship. Yeah. NFL, it's about who gets hot at the right time. Who gets that momentum. Yeah. So, it's like seeing these new teams, like, watching Derek Carr, you know, at, after watching that 2016 season, you know, finally getting them in the playoff playoff predicament only to get injured for him to now be in the playoff hunt yep. and to finally get his first playoff start will be something really good to watch mm-hmm. after after nearly like four to five years clawing back to that spot uh watching the dolphins you know uh, two got a lot of scrutiny you know started for ryan fitzpatrick after the bye but the team is responding the defense has been playing great brian flores definitely gotten these Heck these yeah. boys to play and, you know, their offense has also been hit with a lot of injuries. You know, Preston Williams has been hurt. Matt Perdita has also been hurt. You know, Jordan Howard definitely hasn't been, you know, the running back that they hope to sign. But it's working. It's working. They're winning games. That's it. And that's what it comes down to is winning games. Like, for like I can't even believe it. The Dolphins are 6-3 and three right now with a chance to win the AFC East. Yeah. They won five, They already won more games right now at this point than they won all of last year. Yep. And then also, big shouts out to uh, John Gruden and the Raiders right now because yeah, when he gave away Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper, it's like, all right, what the heck is he doing? He's and kept Derek Carr. Yeah. He's like he's listen, pulling a Chip thing, Kelly, listen. but hey, they're looking good. Hey, listen. I was wrong about Derek Carr. Listen, you, you can win with Derek Carr, you can get to a playoff spot with Derek Carr. Winning the Super Bowl is completely different, but all you gotta do is get into the playoffs. Once you're you in, never know. Yeah, once you in, you're in. Yeah. After that, it's up to faith. You, you never know. Yeah. And look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I got a Derek Carr jersey. But let me I'm gonna tell you why though, all right? Don't, okay. Before you try to because I'm thinking you about to give me some heat. Listen, here's the thing. You can't I can't be even begin to tell you the amount of jerseys that I've had. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Go ahead, so man. but but Pete, right? So you know how Models was going out of business, yeah. right? So that joint was seventy percent off. I got an authentic Derek Carr jersey. Oh, oh you said Models. I was about to say like Foreman Mills. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm about to say Foreman Mills <laughs> never going out of business. Nah, nah, not as long as they got them dicky suits. Nah, they need those. Yeah, man, the DJ academics. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying they need those. But nah, I, I caught me a little Derek Carr um, jersey for the low. It's authentic. Got it for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, look, I might be able to pull this off at some point. I ain't a Raiders fan, but I was like, this. I like who, the colors. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's all like, black. I, joint. Honestly, it's like as I get older, I'm just like, you know what? Like, having this loyalty to just one team, like, like who cares? Yeah. Who's checking me? Yeah, nobody checking you. No, nobody's checking it's, me. It's not like you gotta, you gotta, you don't have that anxiety of going to the lunch table and there's a chance that you can get roasted. Like we grown. Yeah, like, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no uh, way. Like, like we grown. Like we roast back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way. Like, like, like Juan literally does predictions and it's like he's a he's a he's a Jets fan, but it's like I'm picking the Patriots this week. I'm like, why you got a Tom Brady jersey? Right. And, but and like, who it's crazy because I tell Juan, I'm like, how dare you? Like, I would never like pick. A against my team it's like i was like i would never like all right now don't get me wrong i will still to this day never wear a cowboys jersey i don't care what type of predictions i'm doing like the only way i'm wearing a cowboys jersey if it's like some type of bet and i lose but ain't no way you just gonna see me out of nowhere rocking a cowboys jersey absolutely not that's it now that's that's the, no that's cardinal sin yeah under that, no circumstance absolutely actually actually no no nfc jerseys no nfc east jerseys will ever be worn by me unless it's lost by a bet I'm not rocking no Giants jersey. I'm definitely not rocking a football team jersey. Okay. No, what, but I might. I might throw in a little. You know what, 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 if, what if? All right. What if it's uh, your boy uh, Saquon? Nah, bro. Nah. Nah. You just go away from the league. No, I'm, I, mean, I mean, I maybe consider like a T-shirt. Okay. But it got to be red because red is my favorite color. So okay. it's got to be like that alternate jersey, not that, that, not the the blue. 
Giants. Okay. It's 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 a consideration. Oh, like, but that's how like one of my homies was like. He was like, "Listen, because Odell got traded to the Browns, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'll actually buy an Odell's Beckham jersey. Now. Yeah, I'll rock with an Odell Beckham jersey. Give me the give me the brown John with the orange numbers. Okay. I rock with that. Like, that's cool with me. Yeah, I, I'm I'll fool with that. But other than that, like, you're not you're not gonna catch me like wearing any other NFC East jersey whatsoever. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, man. And once again, we're at the top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Once again, you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. You're listening to 98.5 WJYN. Mark, you want to give that call in number that for people to join the discussion? Of course. That phone number to join the conversation is 215-763-9596. We went a full hour talking NFL, the terrible Eagles, and we even had a few callers talking about their favorite Thanksgiving meals, their foods. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Now it's time for the real main event, Let's the go. main course. Ding, ding, ding. The NBA. About time. Yeah. I've been waiting for the league. Listen, so, all right, so I'm chilling, right? Yeah. You know, we talked about it last week, right? Yeah. So I'm chilling, and I think it was Sunday. Sunday they come out like, oh, NBA trades are allowed to go through at 12 p.m. on Monday, which is yesterday. Yo, when I told you, like, I was, you know, I had the bird, I was doing the Birdman hand rub, just completely excited. Honestly, I think I'm getting a little better because, like, after 12 o'clock, like, I'm, I'm going straight to sleep. No, no, they said 12 p.m. Okay. Like, during lunchtime. Oh, noon. Like, okay. Yeah, like, right. when it cleared. Yeah, like. I'm about to say, like, <laughs> listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting too old to be, like, pulling up all nighters now. Because, like, I woke up because the way I figure out, like, about the, uh, about the, uh, both the Brooklyn and the, the Clippers news, like, I, woke, I didn't wake up till, like, 10. I'm just on my phone. I'm like, wait, hold on. What do you mean Kevin Durant's in Brooklyn? What do you mean Kawhi Leonard's a Clipper? Oh, nah. See, I was up for that. Nah, man. I, I couldn't, man. I'm getting too old, man. <coughs> Give me one second. You need a man? I'm good. I'm good. No COVID. No COVID. No COVID. Um, yeah, man. No, so I was excited because they're like, yo, 12 o'clock. Yeah. That's when all the trades happen. And I'm just waiting for the, ro- the Woj bombs, the sham bombs. And then the first bomb we get, Chris Paul. To the Phoenix Suns. How you like that one? One I didn't see coming until like I it's saw. It's not a surprise though. It's not. It's not really. But uh, the one, the touching thing about it is that Devin Booker uh, posted like seven years ago. He got invited to Chris Paul's camp. Yeah. But um, it, this was a team in which they went to the bubble. They went undefeated, but you know they still didn't get a playoff spot. Yeah. But this thing, Chris Paul, you know, all-time great point guard. However. I don't know. I feel like this still isn't enough for them. I those compete for a seventh and eighth spot because you don't think they can be any higher. No. Nah, come on, Chris. Nah. Chris Paul took this, this, this Thunder team. Chris Paul took this. To sorry, for breaking news I, was also? Bit, I was a little bit distracted. It's you got that, a uh, report update. It's uh, possibly a, a, a Rockets Wizards have trust a swap for John Wall and Russell Westbrook. Really? Yeah, that's why I, I stopped and read for a second. John Wall's one of the worst contracts in the league. So is Russell Westbrook. And so is Chris Paul. They, yeah, you're right, you're right about that one. <laughs> like, for sure. Got Cutler. Uh, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN. Hi, I'm calling in for the show. Uh, hello. Who are we talking Hi. to? Is this? This is Carmen. What's going Hi, on, how Carmen? Are how are you? Good. So I'm calling in. I hear you guys are talking about NBA. So I guess I wanted to make a couple comments um, 
about what's going on. I mean, it's really popping off. So Yes, go ahead. Shoot your shot. Shoot, man. All right, but All right, so, I mean, for me, first of all, I hear you talking about the Suns um, OKC deal. I am so happy for Book. It's sick. I feel like he needs a player like Chris Paul to come in and to kind of, like, get this team in order, get it together. I feel like Book is, like, sick and tired. He's too talented. He's too good to kind of just be on the kind of team he's on. and do. Like, even though, obviously, they were in the bubble and they were undefeated and Book put the team on his back, that's fine and well. But he needs, like, a vet. He needs somebody who can kind of, like, get these players in line, Agreed. tell them what to do, and he can just do his thing. So I am, like, so happy for Book that he's finally getting some help. Now, from what you said, I don't, I'm not sure. I forgot your name, which, I mean, I know one of Chris. you. What's your name? Chris. Okay, cool. So, Chris, I heard what you said about you, um, about talking about how you don't think that the Suns are going to be, like, really competitive, even though they have Chris Paul and you don't like it. Is that what you kind of what you said? No, I think they are, but I don't see them being anything more than, like, a lower playoff seed. But... Um, back to Mark's point, I feel like when he was saying that Chris Paul carried the Thunder into the playoffs, I mean, I think that's a testament to Chris Paul and like kind of what he can do as a player. And I think him coming in as the vet that he is, I think he's going to be able to kind of get them in order to where they will be maybe like a six seed. Obviously, I don't think they're in the West still. Like, they're still in the West, so that's still a problem. But I think that they will go above the seventh thing because Book is just that good. And I think with Chris Paul there, I think that's going to make everybody kind of play up to more of their potential. I like to said it before, you know, Devin Booker, he's young, he's great, but I don't know what kind of, like, leader he is involving with his team, but I feel like Chris Paul, now that he's coming, he's the type of player that's going to be checking you and making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's so facts. I feel like they could be a possibly a 60 team. You know if, what? I do I do agree with you, but you're missing out one point, too. That's going to make this even better. DeAndre Ayton, we know how Chris Paul has run the pick and roll with big men for years. You've seen what he's been able to do with Tyson Chandler getting him paid. You've seen what he's been able to do with DeAndre Jordan getting him paid. So DeAndre Ayton is actually far more skilled than Tyson Chandler and DeAndre Jordan. Like DeAndre, DeAndre Ayton not just catching alley-oops. Like he's, he's shooting. He's hitting you in the post. So to be honest... The, the 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 Thunder they're not even making a playoff so I'm already raising Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. I'm that's, that's a given. Chris Paul's gone. So exactly. It's going to be a young team, a lot of picks. They're rebuilding. They're trying to figure it out. Like now that Chris Paul's gone, they kind of showed they could have a little flare. Like a little flare went up in the air for the OKC. Like listen, we're here, mm-hmm. but now they're trying to rebuild. So for sure, they're definitely not. But I mean, Aiden. My thing is with him. It's like this whole time. I honestly haven't heard much about him for him. Like, I can't honestly, I can't, I really can't even speak on him. Well, because I feel like I've heard nothing of him. And I honestly, honestly, to be real with you, I don't watch that many Suns games. Nah, he's, I only watch he's good. He just, he got suspended last season for 25 games. I think it was like for like some type of abuse or yeah, like substance illegal substance. Yeah, some illegal substance. So like, oh, okay, I heard that. I heard that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he's legit. He's a hooper. So definitely he can do his thing for sure. So you'll, you'll be surprised how the Suns will look with the, you know, with them having Chris Paul. Number one pick two years ago. Uh, same draft class as uh, Trey Young and Luka Doncic. He's not a back-to-the-basket guy. He's more of a face-up. Uh, defense a lot leaves a lot to be desired. But like you said, with Chris Paul, you know, running the pick-and-rolls, you know, the pick-and-pops, he should be able to have a career year. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, for sure. I just think that's a big pickup. And then the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about, too, is, like, all this talk with Harden leaving the Rockets yeah. off the crap, like, possibly going to the Nets, possibly going to Philly. I'm hearing that Harden is not too happy that the Rockets um, GM is, I guess, he's a Trump supporter or whatever's going Ooh. on with that. I mean, that's a whole can of worms. But Harden wanting to leave and go with the Nets, I feel like Nets is kind of, like, his biggest destination. 
Um, I don't know how I'm feeling about that. I mean, I feel like I get what he's trying to do. Like, his not work with the Rockets. Like, he is the star of that team. He leads the team. He's their man. And, like, they've been close and no cigar every single time. So it's like he needs a change. He's probably just like, yo, what I got to do to win? Right. So maybe he thinks going with KD, who kind of, like, jumped ship and won. And then Kyrie has yet to win outside of being with LeBron. Um, and then I kind of see where that move takes them. Honestly, I don't know if it would work with all with all of them. I feel like Harden humbles himself and brings himself down a notch mm-hmm. and kind of plays like a superstar that he is, but it brings it down a little bit, kind of is able to be, be more adaptable. I think that it could it could go someplace, but I feel like being on that team with Kyrie, who obviously has an ego, KD, who I feel like is more like kind of like the, the player's player. He'll play. He'll, he'll, he knows his KD, but he's able to work with anybody. Um, yep. And then Harden, I feel like Harden, I mean, by nature, Harden is kind of like a gun. You know what I mean? Like Harden got to be the man. He has to have the ball in his hands. And yes, not he's been necessarily. Shown to, not no, necessarily. No, 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 no. To be shown, to show. Okay, yes, if you're talking about Clint Capella and all that, great. He did it. Cool. He, he, does, he has become more of a passer. I have seen that from him. But I think when it comes down to it, James Harden needs the ball in his hands. Nah, that's. I think that's a uh, a design from being a part of Mike D'Antoni's system for so many years because he essentially used James Harden the way that he used Steve Nash. That's why the Suns were able to excel the way that they did the past couple years. So I feel like if you put these players, because at the end of the day, these guys are professionals. So we see them based on how their coaches use them. So they can play different styles of basketball so depending blaming, on what situation blaming, you're um, in. Uh, what's his name? Um, D'Antoni. You're saying D'Antoni is the cause of the Rockets not make, not making it past like the Spamberland. It's because of D'Antoni. Yeah, Go that's ahead. why he's an assistant coach now. He lost his job. But also at the same time, what's James Harden's signature playoff moment? So, so look, we always talk about this James Harden signature playoff moment all the time. We know he don't have a change. We don't. We know he doesn't have a signature playoff moment. Okay. That's why he's in the situation he's in now. But as far as like the whole trade between Brooklyn and Philadelphia, so look, if I'm Houston, I'm gonna accept. The, tr- Nets, the, the Nets trade because the Nets could give you Spencer Dinwiddie. They can give you Karis LeVert. They can give you possibly Jared Allen and a bunch of young picks, right? But as far as Philadelphia, if they're talking about giving me Al Horford, uh, Shake Milton, Matisse Steibel, and a bunch of number well, one picks, yeah. I'm not Come taking on. that deal whatsoever. So that's why I say we got to throw in Ben Simmons. Yeah. yeah no I mean, choice. I see him going to Brooklyn over Philly for sure. I mean, not saying... Because here's my thing personally, I like Harden as a player, but I'm not a fan. I, which, from what you're saying, your point is being something I see that, but just off of what I've seen of him thus far, I'm not really a fan of his. Like I, like I see what people say, like oh, you gotta appreciate him when he's here. You know, he's doing some great things, blah, 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 blah. and it's true. But I, me as a as a basketball fan, as a pure basketball fan, I just don't really, I really don't connect with James Harden as a player. I just. Don't. I don't. So for me, I don't want him to go to that. Philly. Not saying we don't need the help because we really badly do. I mean, that's a whole other situation. No, whole other conversation with Sixers. That's a whole can of worms I don't want to get into because I will talk about the Sixers. So that's <laughs> that's another thing. But Harden, I'm not like a crazy Harden fan. I don't know about you guys. I don't know. I know. I'm a crazy Harden about- fan. I'm riding for my boy James. Oh, you riding for Harden? All day. Oh, you riding for Harden? All day. All day, All day every day. Okay, yes. I mean, I guess. But I'm, I'm going to grow my beard out too when he get here. Watch. But listen, I watch Houston basketball over the years, and like the more I watch it, especially over the years, and 
the more I think about what Kobe Bryant said, that style of basketball that Houston's playing with James Harden, it's not going to win games because there's, there's too much. You need ball. You, yeah, you need ball movement when it comes to the offense because. So, Thank you. This is, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, it's a pure. We'll work on the time. The way the game needs to be played, it's not how Harden plays it. And the, and here's the thing about guns in this league: being a gun in this league is really not going to get you to the promised land. Just let me just give you a smaller example. Like in the playoffs, just passed. The, the playoffs just passed. So um, Eric Bledsoe, he's he he can't. Well, he obviously was their starting point guard. Uh, when Giannis got hurt, he was like trying to be the man. And in those playoffs, those last playoffs that they played in the bubble, he was, like, trying to be the man. He was taking it to the rack, missing, shooting every shot, missing, like, just gunning, gunning, gunning. Of course, he's not the caliber player of Harden, but the point being is that he wants he wanted to be the guy. He wanted to be the hero. He wanted to be the unsung hero. He wanted to w- put the team on his back and win. But it's like, that's not how you're going to win. And you're not Kobe. You're not Jordan. You're not LeBron. Like, you're not you can't Iverson. just go into Right, exactly. You can't go into like shutdown mode and like take over, and, and that's, that's why like, that's got not traded. you. But this is my—I was so happy when I saw that because I was just like, "You needed to," because you're not understanding who you are and your role. This is the problem: understanding your role and playing your role to perfection. That will win. That—that's a team that's going to win. You understand? Like people who know their roles. And he was just trying to be something that he's not, and he was trying to be a gun, just like Harden can be at times. So that's why I just I just can't I can't get with it. When I seen Bledsoe doing that, I was like screaming at the TV. I was like, "What are you doing? Like you're like this is you guys are not gonna win this way." And what happened? They lost. So I don't I don't yeah. like the fact that this is an Eric Bledsoe James Harden comparison. It's not even close. It's not a comparison. About I'm just saying the example of being a like gun. 16. The example of being a mark. The example of being a gun. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he is no near caliber to Harden. But I'm talking about the example of not playing team ball, trying to be the man at all times, and trying to like you know what I mean, like not like not embracing <laughs> that you have four other people on the floor that you can pass the ball to that can make a shot. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what I'm saying because yes, you can possibly make a shot, you being the singular player, but it's like you're closing off your offense. And it doesn't make sense. That's it's true. like basketball is a team sport. So it's like, how? Wh- why? Why? Like, yes, you can make a shot. Oh. Yes, Harden, you could probably make all the threes on the team. <laughs> yes. But does that does that make sense in terms of, like, just the, the, the pure game of basketball? The team morale. Other Preach. guys feeling good. Other guys feeling like they made points. Like, you yes. got to make other people feel like they're con- contributing. Instead of just standing around watching you just fucking gun. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, gun. Uh, woo! Uh, Carver, was I'm it? Sorry. <laughs> Yes. I'm okay. Sorry. Okay. I'm okay. Sorry. You, you, you can take a deep breath now. Yes, Carmen. You okay. Good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just talk like that, this talk. is like such a pet peeve that I have. It's like, it's like, it's like I love basketball, and it's like when I see she's and fired I, up. I see this, it's fine. It's, it's fine. I wouldn't. I, I took the. Fired up. I, I took the first. I took the okay, first right now. Uh, I took the first fifteen minutes to complain about the Eagles. I feel. I feel. Okay. I feel. About, okay. I feel your pain. Oh All my right, gosh! This is great. You're right. You're right, guys. Carmen, bring, bring me back down to reality. I'm sorry. Carmen, ahead, you have been nothing but awesome. Before we let you go, all right. Okay. We're also doing our top ten Thanksgiving foods. What's one of your top ten Thanksgiving foods? Um. Hmm. Well, okay. So I'm Puerto Rican. So we do Thanksgiving a little differently. Yes. So for. Our dishes, well, we, my mom always makes, she always makes tened, which is pork. It's kind of like roasted pork. I, Ooh, heard of I know about that. Pork. Yeah. So that's something I always look for. Um, rice and beans, that's always, always, always like a staple. So definitely my rice and beans. Okay. Um, I love mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Um, 
I'm big on roll. I heard uh, Warren earlier talk about roles. I'm big on roles too. I'm all for the role, good role. And uh, I would say um, ham. I, I love pork. Ham, I love pork. So nice. I'm going to go with the ham, bananas, rice and beans, mac and cheese. Any, like any desserts you like? Say it again? Any desserts you like for Thanksgiving? Honestly, I kind of enjoy sweet potato pie. Okay. okay. That's not a yeah. bad selection. Uh, listen, I feel you that definitely on the ham. Um, this is going to be the fifth year in our house. We're going to be making our um, annual rum ham. Ooh. Oh, nice. I can't wait for it. What's that rum goes. ham? What's that? It's, uh, it's, it's just a regular ham. And like instead of just like the regular glaze, like we put... Uh, we mix it also with a little bit of rum and like we glaze the ham on it and like we put it in the oven. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, a little, get a little, get a little uh, spice to that ham. I see you, like yeah. an extra spice. Got yeah. it. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for uh, always sunny in Philadelphia for giving me the idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for allowing me to uh, come on your show and kind of <laughs> like go on my little rant. I needed to get that out because yes. like I got my own stuff going on. So you know what? Thanks for that. Thank but, you um, so much. Yeah, you got, you got the number. You call back in any time. Of course. Okay, cool. Have a good night. Thanks. Peace. Sheesh. <sighs> Carmen was killing us. Sheesh. Uh, Bro, I, fe- I uh, when she was going in, all I heard was the ether music in the background. Dude. That's all I heard. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Like, she, she, checked, she checked you on Harden, man. Oh, my God. Listen, while, while, while she's checking me on Harden, I got text messages coming in. Everybody want to put their two cents in about Harden. I'm like, look. Dang, can a brother breathe? Sheesh. Breathe. Right. Like, we was, dang, she was ether in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, you're listening it. to Uptown Radio 98.5 WJYN. You're listening to Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. Facts. <laughs> the phone number to join that conversation is 215-763-9596. Listen, if y'all going to call in, like, give me a break. Like, damn. Don't need to dump that. Oh man, don't need to dump that. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Jesus. That was uh, fun. She, like, did she, did she like like I, I took that like as a chicken leg, man. She leave anything on the bone left for us, man? No, no, she stole a whole segment. Nah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh but yeah, but I spoke about like there's a reason why Eric Bledsoe got traded. But listen, this brand new uh Milwaukee Bucks lineup, man, it's on paper it looks really good. On paper it looks good, but they don't have any more debt. They they gave away like majority of their debt. Like for example, like they got rid of Dante DiVincenzo, Arison Ilasova, and PJ Wilson. And that was just to get Bogdan. DJ by, Wilson. Yeah, my bad. DJ Wilson. That was just to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. And then then they gave out the rest for Drew Holiday. Right. They gave but up so George Hill and future picks. That's their that's their entire bench. So now their bench is depleted. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think this makes the Bucks any better. Cause they don't have that depth anymore, and then like if I'm Giannis, like Drew Holiday's a guy. He's he's a good guy. I like Drew Holiday. He's he's, he's an upgrade over Bledsoe. He's major upgrade. Over yeah, Bledsoe. but here's major the thing though: it's like all that for Drew Holiday though. Right. That's a lot. Of, Three first round picks and two picks. Well, so like, it's like, yo, who's who's running the Pelicans? Cause they're getting a lot of stuff. back. David Griffin. Yeah, between yeah between Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, they got a ton back. Yeah. <laughs> ton of players, ton of picks. The Oklahoma City select. <laughs> Oh, we're about to get ethered again. You're listening to 98.5 WJYN. How you doing? This is uh, Big Poppy J speaking for the Giants. Ah, yeah. what's up? What's up, Big what's Poppy J? <laughs> what's up, Mark? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, bro. You know me. I can't call it. Damn, man. You, you friends with all the rivals, man? Listen, I know. <laughs> I, I got. I know Cowboys fans. I'm trying to welcome him on the 
good side, not on the green side. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Poppy J? Speak your hey, well, mind. Let us have it, man. <laughs> All right, sound good. So I'm coming off a tremendous sports high. My Giants are doing better, looking better. And then I don't know if y'all watch soccer or anything, but Ecuador just won six one against Colombia. Mm. There you go. Today. So I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm feeling good, but. Touch more on the full on American football. You already know the Giants are looking better. I think they're the most improved team in the East. All yeah. the games that we've lost have been competitive games. There's only one game that we lost. I like really bad. I was to San Francisco, but I'm here to just talk and just brag, man. It's been a rough three years, bro. <laughs> it's been a rough three years. Yes, yes man. Welcome back. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Bro, it's been tough, but the NFC East is looking trash. But I think, like I said, bro, like uh, some more cocky shit or stuff. Um, the Giants are just looking like a, a team. Joe Judge has this on lock. Um, we don't have the most talented players, but Joe Judge is getting the best out of all the players he got. Sure. That's just like a, I think what I see throughout the week. So improvement. Right now, it's still up in the air for grabs, but <clears throat> um, it's still competitive. You know. Uh, the East, I don't ever count them out because I feel like they always turn up at the end. Yep. And um, right now we're seeing, like, we're seeing the second half. And the Eagles are just trash, bro. There's something you got to do with that. We're not As good. We're not good. I, I don't know what to do. It's bad. It's bad. Like, that's the first time y'all beat us since, what, 2016? Yes. 16, bro. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's crazy. But, um, Listen, man. I want to hear, like, an Perspective on this on the Giants and the game, like, like to to be honest, like there's so many growing things that are happening with the Giants. Like I said, I was impressed with what y'all did with the offensive line. I've never seen anything like that where y'all just switching players in and out, like rush, like fresh players. Daniel Jones looked pretty good against us. Like that dude can actually run, so if he can ah, throw, man, I, but he's kill, like he's killing the Giants, honestly. You what, Daniel Jones? You think so? I mean, like uh, if we put the last. Six games, I wouldn't solely blame it on him, but he has a big part on why we lost a couple of those games. I mean, he's you got to remember this. You guys also still have a new coach. You have a young quarterback, so you're not going to automatically be the Giants that you knew growing up. Also, like, not also time. a lot of his top weapons have also been funneling in and out of the lineup yeah, as well. Like, it's it's a completely different story if you guys still have Saquon Barkley. Like, and but what I was going to actually say is, I feel like with the way that you guys are growing, you guys look the best in the NFC East. To be honest, like you guys have a true fair shot to actually win the division. I don't see the Philadelphia Eagles making much of a difference because they can't. The Cowboys, I think they're tanking. Like, I think oh, they're... Cowboys are done. Yeah, I think they're tanking. So, and the Redskins, they're competitive. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get from Alex Smith because, like, he just went off for a, a, a great game the other day, but they blew the lead. At the end of the day, I feel like you guys are, like, the, mo the team that actually has an identity out of all the teams in the NFC East. So, I think you guys have a legit chance of coming back and taking it and possibly winning the division because, as I mentioned earlier, the Eagles got the Browns left. They got the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, Cardinals, Cowboys, and Redskins. That's a tough that stretch. Tough. That's a tough stretch. So, right. and, and at the end of the day, it comes down to momentum. So, I really wouldn't be shocked if the Giants won the division, and that's coming from me, and you know how I feel about the Giants. Right, right. Yeah, bro, I, I was honestly just like, it was more frustrating as a fan when you know they could have won the game. And, and I think that's just like the biggest heartbreak of a Giants fan this season so far. But I like, I've always been optimistic. 
<laughs> even when we went three and twelve or two and fourteen, whatever. Um, You're a I trooper. Do, I do think we have a solid chance. Given the circumstances, we have a solid chance. If it was any other season where the Eagles pick up with the Cowboys, healthy Cowboys, healthy Eagles, we're talking different story. But right now, I think the Giants also do have a small spot. Yo, quick question. Yo, who's the who's best wide receiver in the game right now? Best wide receiver in the game right now? Uh, I'm a, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I'm going to say Hopkins. I'm Hopkins. Yeah, D-Hop. Yo, that's just wild. Yeah. That, yeah, that catch was just ridiculous. He's a, he's a beast. The fact that and, he went for cookie crumbs when uh, he got right. traded is in, is incredible. Right, right. Houston really messed up with that one. Yep. Yeah. But big po- big Poppy J, I got a quick question for you. Okay. I, I got a quick question for you. Tell me about your Knicks. What, y- what y'all going to do this upcoming season? <sighs> Bro, the Knicks is just another heartbreaker, bro. I've just been like, I low key kind of put the Knicks in the back pocket for a little bit. Oh, what did I just did I just expose that you didn't want people to know that one? I'm sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, you're a Brooklyn fan, like out out in public. Is that what it is? Yo, you know how I feel about my Knicks, bro. And like, I just think it's bullcrap, bro. We haven't been blessed with a number one pick. I, I, I think that's that's rigged. Like, we should at least got no one pick at least two years in a row, this, especially this year. <laughs> well, y'all going to trade for Westbrook, so y'all good. You think so? I think nah. so. Nah. I think y'all going to mess around, package that pick to Houston, and get Westbrook. No, nah, honestly, at, this time, at the same time, like, the Knicks are young, too, though. Yeah. Like, a lot of them are young. I mean, but we just don't got – we don't got playmakers, bro. We, we can't solidify and lock down a solid player who can be a leader in that team. Honestly, listen. With all due respect, as long as James Dolan the owner, don't 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 expect any miracles, man. That's real, right? He's running right. them nah, like that's, a business. That's very real. That's why it's been so hard, even as a Knicks fan, bro. It's just like every opportunity they get to make something out of it, they just they they either fumble the bag or don't even come, pull through with it. So I really don't see them being any good any anytime soon. Hey, listen, tell you what, man. Listen, because the fact that you guys need something to look forward to, tell you what, all you got to do is just give us R.J. Barrett and, like, a future first-round pick, <laughs> yeah. and, we'll give, and we'll give you Al Horford, man. <laughs> I'll take you it. You want to say R.J. Barrett? Nah, come on, bro. Horford, <laughs> nah, he could go single back to the Celtics, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Big J, before we get you up out of here, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Thanksgiving dish is tough. The mac and cheese. Got it. Yeah. The mac and cheese. It got to be baked, of course. Yeah, of course. Mac and cheese. Um, and it got to be well made too. It can't just be anybody making because you know love. Love is the best recipe in that. Mm-hmm. You ain't you ain't lie about that. Man, you're making me hungry, man. Nah, but yo, I <laughs> tremendously appreciate y'all. Of course, man. Uh, man appreciate hey, no problem, man. You got the number now. Call back anytime. You already know. I got you. All love. Go Giants. Peace. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna disregard that last part. <laughs> oh, that go Giants part. Yeah. Yeah, man, listen, we'll, we'll need that slander. <laughs> Yo, but no, nah, honestly, I really think the Giants could turn around and actually win the division. No, at this point, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not hard right now with yeah, the Eagles it's really not having much. three wins, but I think they are the only team that legit has an identity. Yeah, they're the only team trending upward right now. Yeah. But, listen, anyway, once again, you're listening to Uptown Radio, WJY 98.5. You want to join the discussion, Mark, you want to get that call in number? That number is 215-763-9596. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. All right, but uh, let's dive right back into, you know, the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Covington, he got traded from the Rockets to the Blazers. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Come on, man. Cub is, Cub is it. Yeah. <laughs> it, no, like, good trade for Portland. But yeah. it, it, 
my goodness. I just need the Rockets just to pull the trigger on these Westbrook yeah, right man. now. The writing's on the wall. It needs to happen, man. They holding up the league right now. I need the notification. No, that's literally what it is. They're holding up the league right now. It's like last year. It's like what KD and Kawhi Leonard would do in free agency would dictate how the rest of everything goes. Pretty much. And and the crazy part about it is Westbrook and Harden are under contract. Yeah. So they're not even free agents. They're not even the marquee names. But yeah. we need to see what Houston's doing because it's going to shape – Philadelphia. It's going to say Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Possibly Charlotte. The Wizards. Wizards, right. Possibly New York. Like who 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 knows like how this is going to play out. Yeah. But as I was as I was saying earlier to Carmen, like I truly feel like if I'm the Houston Rockets though, I personally would take the Brooklyn Nets offer over anything the Philadelphia 76ers send me yeah. unless Ben Simmons is on that. Yeah, but I also read a report that Houston also wants potentially Kyrie Irving. Hmm. So maybe that swap also goes. Wow. Yeah, but also I'm reading like many conflicting reports. Like right, obviously, so you know, during this time, it's like it's all he said, she said, unless uh, until it's proven right. Like I read one report about like how Kevin Durant wants you know James Harden to come and like Kyrie Irving doesn't, doesn't want that. Want him, right. I also read another report about like the reason why that net trade hasn't happened yet is because they don't want Spencer. Uh, Karis Levert, Spencer Dimley, and all the—they want Kyrie Irving for like a like a straight up swap, and like Brooklyn doesn't want to do that. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah. But I mean, but look, if you're if you're Brooklyn, I'm sorry, I love Kyrie, that's my guy, but I'm parting. <laughs> See ya. Like uh, f- to get James Harden back. Like, all right, so may- maybe it's me. All right, because I feel like I've been getting a lot of heat as far as like this whole James Harden thing. <laughs> but am I the only person who sees James Harden as like a great player? I, 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 I don't get it. James Harden, like, I, I understand he doesn't have any playoff moments. I just got a text that he went 0 for 24 against somebody. I, listen, I, <laughs> he's he's still good. Like, James Harden's still legit. Or maybe am I blinded because of his offensive abilities where he's virtually unstoppable. He's he's still averaging 9 to 10 assists a game. Like, I, I, it just confuses me how people will wait for a Ben Simmons jump shot when you get a guaranteed 30 a game. Okay, here's the thing. Regardless of where James Harden is going to go to, here's my question. If he goes to Brooklyn, do you see James Harden listening to Steve Nash? What do you mean listening? Like, in terms of ball movement. It's time to, yes, it's time to win a championship. Dude. But the only reason I'm not sure about that is because Mike D'Antoni is on that coaching staff. Yeah. So who knows the relationship that James Harden and Mike D'Antoni had? So this is now my mindset. Is James Harden closer to Dale Morley or is he closer to Mike D'Antoni? Who, who, who you want to rock with? That's how I look at it. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, him being in, I, he's a better fit for the Sixers. But if I'm like accepting trade, I'm going. Brooklyn. But Brooklyn has more to offer. Exactly, because all right, who I'm saying, like you, like your dad says, there's a sucker born, born every day. day. So hey, maybe they might be like, yeah, yeah, we'll take Al Horford. Okay, y'all can have him. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Al Horford, uh, can can you confirm that now? Yeah. All right, cool. He's already on the plane. Wait, right. Wait, we, we just said I will f- help him pack. Like and and I, and I love Tobias Harris. I love everything that he's done for our community. I love what he does for the Black Lives Peace. Matter movement. Peace. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Like, like I, here's the <laughs> thing. Like, I, I may talk about you know James Harden soon as your playoff movements, but here's the thing. I'd rather give James Harden. I'll easily rather give James Harden the ball the last two minutes. Like, here, listen, we need a go ahead shot or like a game, or like a shot to ice the game over Tobias Harris ten times out of the week. And and James Harden has never played with a player of the caliber of Joel Embiid. Like, you don't know what that can bring you. And it, Doc Rivers, we don't have Brett Brown anymore, people. We don't have Brett Brown anymore, people. Doc Rivers is actually 
going to put James Harden in the place to succeed alongside with Joel Embiid. We also have good assistant coaches now. We have Sam Cassell now. We have Dave, Dave Yeager now. We got Popeye Jones. Oh, listen. We got Dan listen. Burke. Right. Oh, and just to add more, just sprinkle to it, how many basketball minds we got? We got Jameer Nelson now. Okay, he's a scout for the Sixers. That's He's still going to be in the building. He's still going to be in the building. He's the GM for the Blue Coats, but he's still going to be in the building. He's a scout for the Sixers. We got basketball minds. Oh, oh, and Daryl Morley. Yeah. We got basketball minds here in Philadelphia. So, so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. And there's thing everybody's wondering is like, well, we're going to be trading with all our depth. I'm like, what depth do we have that's actually like worth not trading? I'm like, goodbye. I'm going to listen. With T. Stiebel, listen, you're a really good defender. Love him. Peace. Great Shit. defender. Love the uh, the uh, YouTube joint. Yo, good young kid. Bye. Bye. Uh, Shake Milton. Bye. Bye. Like, even it, even my young boy Mario Shayok, and I love Mario Shayok. No, 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 no. not Shayok. Shayok is actually going to be staying because we need somebody to fill out that bench. Nah, nah. I mean, if they want, if they ask for Shayok. Oh yeah, absolutely. If they ask. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think they're. I don't think he's even going to be a thought during that trade. And, and but and this is something I also want to continue to make clear. I do like Ben Simmons. I like Ben Simmons. But I'm thinking about what we're getting back in return. If someone's like, oh, Ben Simmons for Drew Holiday, I'm good. I'll keep Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons for Devin Booker, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of okay. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I think I'm okay. If we're trading anybody else and we still have Ben Simmons and Joel and we get Devin Booker, cool. But that Devin Booker talk should be dead now that Chris yeah. Paul is on that team. So yeah. you can only see how that turns out. But that that's the that's why I'm okay with possibly parting ways with Ben Simmons because of the possibilities of what we get back in return and the possibilities of James Harden and Joel Embiid together. Okay. We just gotta open the strip clubs back up for him. That that's not happening. <laughs> we, so. we got to. We gotta see what Onyx is doing. I don't I don't, I don't know if he's gonna be in show and tell. Listen. I don't think he's gonna be in there. But here's the thing though. Do you believe that the combination of James Harden and Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris is the third option. With the way that the East is shaping out now, do you think that's enough to go into the finals? Yeah, I do. I honestly do. Because, like, you get your outside presence and you get your inside presence. If you look at it like this, right, The um, like how the Lakers were built with Kobe and Shaq. You got Kobe doing everything out there on the wing, and you got, you got Shaq out there in the middle. Like, but the only only the difference is the difference is that James Harden is a much better playmaker than Kobe. But he's his defense is nowhere near Kobe's. Okay. You can, I was gonna say you can't deny that. I'm about to say I'm about to say oh hold on hold what on. What do you mean? Yeah, you can't. He, yes, James Harden's a be- better playmaker than Kobe. What are you thinking about? You you've seen the joking PlayStation controllers where it's just a square. How to, when, when 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 it was Kobe the Kobe edition, just square for shoot. It's only it was it was. Yeah, but there's nothing to think about. Who else is Kobe going to pass it to? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not passing. Smush Parker. No. Why not? No, listen, there's a reason. Sasha Vujicic. I'm not passing it to Kwame Brown and <laughs> Rostov Nesterovich and all them. No. Like, Kobe, shoot. What about D. Swish in the corner? No. I'm not passing it to DJ Mbemba. <laughs> <laughs> you, you almost had to dump yourself. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. I'm just let's say about a caller. We'll see if they real. Uptown Radio WJYN. How y'all doing? This Tyrell. How y'all doing? Today? Hey, what's going on, Ralph? Really real. What's good? Hey, Mike. How you doing today, man? Bro, I'm, sw- I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. I was in this joint. I was in this joint hot. Now I'm sweating. 
Facts. Hey man, catching all them straight bullets for James you know Harden, man. Saying? Yeah. And, and, he continues the James Harden take, man. I swear, we talked to so many people. He's the only one that wants to keep the James Harden for Ben Simmons being alive. That's it. Really, there's nobody. Not even Max Kettleman is even saying that. First off, don't disrespect me and put me in the same sentence. Now I'm hurt. Mark Kellerman right here. No, 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 no. That's Langston. Now I'm hurt. I'm hurt. Langston ain't here anymore, man. Oh, my God. You're right. Uh, but, yeah, I bring you one card, though, about this court talk about the Sixers. Um... Other possible trades other than James Harden. Okay, I'm shoot. Shocking. Fine. Nothing has happened. I'm kind of like sitting on my toes every time I see a, a tweet from Yolk. I'm like, where's the Sixers? Like, well, there hasn't been nothing yet. Right, we got Daryl Morley now. What's going on? But I want Buddy Hill, man. That's the one I kind of been looking in the back of my mind. That's who I want. I mean, Buddy at this Hill. point, I, I I think Buddy Hill wants to be here too. But right. <laughs> I feel like that's the only. I feel like at this point, this is probably the only move that they potentially could make. A- explain to me the love for Buddy Hill. He he's nothing but a glorified three and D guy. He can shoot. That's it. How many of those guys we got now? We don't have right. none. <laughs> exactly. We don't. We don't have none. The only listen. That's all we need. Listen, Buddy Hill for Horford. That's it. I'll take that. Yes, and that's right. fine. I'm fine right. with that. But right. I don't. I, I come on, man. Buddy Hill is not. Listen, if you look at what the Bucks just did, you see what the Bucks are doing. You think that's going to be enough to get us to the promised land, Buddy Hill? We have two All Stars already. We don't need to do what the Bucks are doing. Bucks had, I mean, a, a superstar and a kind of. Awesome. I mean, called Chris Middleton an All Star, but I mean he's a solid role player, borderline. He's a he's a three. Stars. He's a good three. We have two legit All Stars, multiple time All Stars. All we need is pieces around him. And Tobias is a a fringe kind of star, very good player. Also, not awesome. to mention because of the coaching staff we have now, if they do right. a good job coaching up Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid as we expect them to, then complimentary guys like Buddy Hill is like all we need. Right. Right. Catch I'm fair on that. That's a catch and shoot. Threes, like, don't need to have 15 shots a game. Can can get you 10 to 15 points with seven, seven to nine shots a game. That can shoot a high percentage from behind the arc. And that's all we really need. We don't need a guy that's going to come in and dribble the ball for 21 seconds and just shoot and be, you know, be slow. <laughs> And no one to be get the ball. He got to look. He got to shake. He got to do all these moves. By then, it's going to be a shot clock violation. Ball. You're right, though. So, that's what I'm saying, man. Buddy Hill. And also, too, what I feel about that rumor for um, the Clippers for uh, it was Lou Will and Shani. For for who again? For Jock Richardson. Do it. Let's go. That that's highway robbery. Yeah, that's a that's a right leg. Give me Lou Will and, and Landry Shami for Josh Richardson. Let's do it. I'm down. NBA. And be the, the the Clippers East. Yeah, probably <laughs> Clippers East. Nah, we nah, but nobody. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't be the Clippers East because the Clippers are disappointing. They shouldn't even get no airplay over here. What do you think, Paul George? Yeah. Or Tobias? Yeah. I'll take Paul George. What you mean? Listen, I talk trash about playoff P all the time, but that's because <laughs> I know what he can do. It's just disappointing that he don't do it. That's why. That's why I kill Paul George. 
Because I'm, I'm disappointed in him. I, he just needs to change his number back to 24. He ain't been good since he was PG-24. He wanted to be PG-13. Nah, that's not it, bro. I like Paul George that was in Indiana, and they was like, oh, he's next up. I like the Paul George who stole Danny Granger's spot and was doing his thing in the playoffs against the Heat. Danny Granger, Sixer legend. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. doing his thing against the Heat. That's the Paul George I like. That's the Paul George I want. I don't want the pouty Paul George who calls himself Playoff P, who's shooting baseline threes off the side of the backboard. I don't want that guy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I definitely would take him. Like I said, as long as I keep my, my two stars, man, anything else can go. And uh, and, and to I, add on to that, to add on to that, I'll take him under these circumstances. As long as he's realized, like, yo, you're not the guy. You might be, like, the second scoring option, but we're running this game through Joel Embiid. If he can agree to that and understand his role, that's that's the problem with these teams. They don't be under these players. They don't be understanding their role on potential play on potential championship teams. Like once a role is established, then boom, there you go. All right. So again, so I'm gonna go back to this. So you think James Harden coming here, he's gonna accept that role of being a number two to, to Joel Embiid? He's not a number two. He's an equal. <laughs> so so all right. So Paul George. I, I would pay to be a fly in every room to watch that conversation go down. <laughs> He's an equal. Are you kidding me? Paul George so and James Harden not even in the same atmosphere. I, I understand that. They, I mean, they're closer. I mean, if you put Paul George in the Rockets offense, you think Paul George can get you 30 a night? No. Every yeah. other night. <laughs> and we gotta play no defense. All you gotta do is just run up down the court and get layups and shoot threes. You don't he, think he can get 30? No. No. He's not better than James Harden. I, I didn't say better. I just said he can. He can probably do a lot of the same things James Harden doing that offense. Yeah, he can. But no, he's not. No, he's not giving you thirty a game. Absolutely not. Come on now. I, 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 I don't know. Like that. I feel like a lot of players can do what James Harden did. I don't think it's a lot. Enough. So why don't they do it? Because they're not in that offense. They got to play defense. Nah. I like use energy other places. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. Because number and one, they're probably benching. They. They dribble the ball for 20, 23 seconds. And yeah, all right, everybody keeps talking about him pounding the rock for 23 seconds, but he averaged nine, ten assists a game. So what, what's going on with that rock pounding? On fast breaks. We were running out of court. Fast <laughs> but he's still break. averaging nine, ten assists a game. I don't get it. Come on, fast you got to pick which side of the pendulum you're going to be on. Everybody knows assists. I mean, so did Russell Westbrook. Like, assists, I feel like you can get assists, man. If you just run down the court, fast breaks, you can get easily assists that way. But when you're in the offense, we got to, like, slow it down and really got to like get a cutter I feel like that's a little rough and I don't think James Harden could do that alright now it's easy to play point guard in the NBA I get it I'm staying out of this one you know what I'm saying now oh now everybody Magic uh, Johnson I get it no, I'm not saying everybody he, he, like, he, that, but the James Harden doesn't play point guard he plays like street ball he runs down the court oh the fast breaker well I'll throw it to him now so he's wide open but actually like Actually, run a pick and roll, slow it down, and get a cutter, and no, like James Harden don't have to do that. He never really had to do that. That's fair. That's fair. Well, before I get you up out of here, top Thanksgiving dish. Um, I'll probably sleep for me definitely candy yams. Ooh. You like the uh, marshmallows on top? I know some people do it with the marshmallows on top. Yeah, the marshmallows, the brown sugar, all that. Definitely, that's up there. What about? I know a sleeper, man. What about your uh? What about your uh dessert? I mean, for me, it's only. I mean, it's sweet potato pie. Anything oh. else don't even really, don't even come to the party. 
<laughs> appreciate your consistency. Appreciate the call. We'll catch you next time. All right, no problem. Peace. Oh man, dog. Like these callers are coming in for you, James. Coming in next, James Harden, man. Listen, man, it's crazy. I gotta wear. I gotta wear a vest next time. Make sure just catching all these strays. Not just any best fan. You got to make sure that's on bulletproof. Facts. You know what I mean? I need something for the dome, too. They after me. Dang. Just, uh, I'll make sure to play the ether beat next time. I know, right? Yo, yeah. Next time somebody killing me, just, just play it in the background. Jeez. Get me out of here. Oh, man. Once again, you listen to Uptown Radio, WJYN 98.5. We got about fit, less than 15 minutes left. Yeah. And, you know, we've been asking everybody, you know, what's their go-to Thanksgiving food. I think. Let's get into it. Let's, let's dive right into it, man. What's up? So uh, you so you want to start from, like, number 10 and work our way up to one? So, like, you know, leaving, like, our best for last? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, let's go. All right. All right. Fair. So, all right. For me, I'd say one of, like. This is, it's a little bit lower on my list, but I fool with it depending on who's making it. Yeah. I like stuffing. So I'll put I'll start I'll start with stuffing. Stuffing's that low? Alright, maybe we should start with a whole spread and see what's on there. Okay. Because I won't be having ten items, but if you include desserts, we should include desserts into the ten. Okay, I feel like we should like put like a bunch of things in the pool and then after that we should Alright, and then rank them. Yeah. Alright, so we got stuffing. Okay. Alright. Um Yams. Yeah. Of course. We got mac. Yeah. We got ham. Yeah. Don't forget about the turkey, man. Yeah. Oh, you know I ain't going to forget about the turkey. The, on the, the greens, too, man. Green, you already know about the other greens. Hold on. What about um green beans? Green beans? Okay. okay. Green beans. Can't forget about those. Um, What else? What Do you do, you do potato salad on Thanksgiving? Potato salad? I don't nah. think I do. I don't do potato salad on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's like normal food. Yeah, nah. What about like cabbage? You do cabbage on Thanksgiving? We do do cabbage. Yeah, I like cabbage. We can throw that on there. Um, Now we're going to throw some desserts in there. Oh, we got, uh, don't forget about the ham. Oh, I already got ham on there. I'll write ham twice if I need to. Okay. <laughs> making sure, man. No, the ham is, is it right there. All right, so we got sweet potato pie. Yeah. Um, Apple pie. Yeah. Uh, cheesecake. Yeah, depending on what kind of cheesecake. Yo, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, we gonna put cheesecake on there because yeah. I know I got some good cheesecake. Yeah. What about oh, pound cake? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, look, I'm getting hungry right now. Yeah. Um, we missing something? We missing something? Pumpkin pie? I don't eat that. Nah, I don't eat it. <laughs> I, don't eat that. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna uh, be the cut. I think it's one of your homies. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that. All right, all right, so all right, so from out of the pool, we got stuffing, yams, mac and cheese, ham, turkey, greens, green beans, cabbage, sweet potato, sweet potato. You like cranberry sauce? I don't eat that either. It's not uh, gonna meet the list. <laughs> Apple pie, cheesecake, pound cake. Am I missing anything? I think we're, I feel like we're forgetting something. I, I know I'm missing. Something. I know it's gonna be on my plate though. Thanksgiving day. My mom makes rice. I don't do rice. That's like a regular meal. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But she does. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. But all right, let's. I think that's enough. All right, that's fine. And uh, it's actually twelve. It's actually twelve. We got here. And, and uh, because we got like less than ten minutes, let's just let's just do top five. Fair enough. Let's do it. All right. All so. right. Top five. All so, right. So what's five for you? Number five for me. I'm gonna say stuffing. Okay. I'm gonna because since we're since we're narrowed it down to five, I'm gonna say stuffing. Now my mom, right? She makes this banging, banging stuffing. It, she adds like this sage sausage to it, mm. bruh. It's so good. It's so good. 
Yeah, what what time you guys eat dinner? We late. We be on CP time. That joint start like four or five. Okay, no, no, that's fine. Like that. Nah, that. Uh-uh. I don't like. That's late. That's too late for me. <sighs> listen, man. That's that's wrong. Well, we, we eat at three. So now listen. Now my dad's it's a different story. We be at my dad's. We be eating by like twelve one o'clock because what, this is pre COVID though. Now we eat like twelve one o'clock. That's when the first meal is out there. Like plates stacked. We watching our first game. Everything now typically eat that early because the women would like to go black friday shopping or you know whoever want to go out black friday shopping whatever do your thing yeah. then by the time they come back they on a you know maybe third plate this and a third so at my dad's it's about 12 1 my mom's four five yeah depends on where i'm at okay. I, I prefer to eat early if you know what i mean yeah i know mm-hmm. I, I just grab my plate go upstairs then <laughs> isolate myself to come back for another helping then I get at least three helpings every year, man. As you should. Yeah, man. Uh, so, yeah, number five for me is stuffings. What's number five for you? Honestly, number five, turkey with gravy. Turkey? Okay. Yeah. Honestly, over the years, I, I kind of gone a little, like, like sour when it comes to turkey. Like, turkey's fine. Like, the way my mom prepares it, she got, like, you know, the oven with every, everything else. Like, everything else is fine. Yeah. But, uh, honestly, like, sometimes, like, I, I got to eat it with, like, gravy and salt. I get if it. I, if, sometimes it'd be a little dry. Yeah, it'd be too dry. Like I just can't eat it. I'm not really big on turkey. I think the, not gonna lie, the past three years I haven't had turkey, because turkey got that. What is it? The check the trick the crime. What is it? The check the trick the crime. <laughs> it makes you go to sleep. Yeah. Whatever that stuff is. You I mean, I just. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you get after the turkey. But no, there's actually something in turkey that makes you tired. So I stopped eating turkey the past couple of years because I've needed to drive. Uh, and I'm like, last thing I want to do is be sleepy while I'm driving. So I'm up here loading up oh, on. Okay, then. Oh, well, I'm glad that don't affect me because I, I just, after that, I'm just like, all right, cool. Thanks for the meal, mom. Right. Because you had the turkey. You yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> With the truck, the triftin' all in it. I forgot the what it's called. The truck, the triftin' all. Oh, my God. Yeah, goodness. I forgot what it's called. I mean, hold, I mean, hold, well, all right, fine. Well, we'll wait until next week. We figure it out. Then we'll. <laughs> Back, back. Yeah, 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 I'm gonna I'm come back. I know, right, I know it starts with a T. But listen, here's the thing: like the top five, that's gonna be on my plate. So, the turkey's still gonna be on it. So. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I'll, I'll dibble and dabble. Yeah, I definitely dibble and dabble. Yeah, man. I'd say. Any updates? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't an update. It wasn't an update. I thought it was. A, I thought it was an update. Number four for me. I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw because I'm gonna throw in there. Um, Number four is going to be sweet potato. Mm. I love sweet potato pie. I'm sorry, sweet potato pie. I'm throwing a dessert. Sweet potato pie is hitting. Now, my sister, she makes a good sweet potato pie. She kind of makes it similar to, like, pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. She adds a little vanilla extract into it when she's preparing it. Yeah. That joint be hitting. Now, with this joint, I do it warm with the vanilla bean ice cream. Mm. Bruh. That John right there. Now, not just any warm. I feel uh, like I feel like whipped cream should like also be on that list as well. I don't do the whipped cream. Oh, you don't? Uh, nah, not nah. Oh man, because that's number four for me is the cheesecake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I don't like because do like whenever like I see my mom with like you know the pie crust, she gets like two of them. Either she's gonna make like, she's gonna make either that sweet potato pie, and right. she's gonna be making that cheesecake. Ah. Uh, like yo, speaking of cheesecake, because I'm not a big cheesecake guy. But the cheesecake I had, I think it was maybe two years ago. It was a hybrid between cheesecake and sweet potato pie. I promise you, bro, it was so good. Made me want to smack my mama. Like, no lie. It was so good. Where is this? Listen. Hold on. You got the key to, like, the Chamber of Secrets. I need to know, like, where this the is The crazy at. thing is I brought back a whole one and didn't share. <laughs> 
I knocked it off secretly. I was eating like a two slices. Who a day. made this? I believe it was. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. My dad's listening. He'll text me and let me know. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Listen, if you ever go down to DC, listen. Just whatever you do, just give me that. Listen, that that hybrid. And like I said, I'm not a cheesecake guy. So I'm a little. I was a little skeptical. Yeah. Because I don't do that. But when I heard it was mixed with the sweet potato pie, I'm like, oh, all right, well, let's see. So that's a hybrid. I'll figure it out for okay. you. Okay. All right. Uh, number three. My number three, for me, I'm going to say mac and cheese. Okay. Mac and cheese, for me, is definitely number three. Now, it all depends on how it's prepared because I know there are some people who like the, uh, oh, okay, just got an update. The cheesecake is called Split Decision. Ooh, yes. I like the With, ma- Yes, and you see where the name comes yeah. in because it's half cheesecake, half pie. Yeah. Yes. Split decision. Okay, cool. Uh, confliction also works as well. <laughs> that works too. Thanks, Dad, for that one. <laughs> yes, yeah, split decision. Okay. What I say, oh, yeah, mac and cheese. So it depends on how it's prepared. Okay. I know some people like to crack an egg in there and then, you yeah. know, to have it like stay in place. But I kind of like my mac and cheese like to move a little bit. You know what I'm saying? A little, little bit stringy and just cheesy. Yeah. Like, you know, like my mom, she makes like a nice little cheese sauce. Yeah, like I like I like the hard top. And yeah. then like as soon as you put that joint over here. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I debate. I debate. I'm yeah. But debate. Uh, yeah, mac and cheese is third also on my list. That's well. on yours too? Yeah. Number three? Yeah. Can't go wrong with the mac and cheese. I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm recording this, writing this down because this this is just making me hungry. Yeah. All right, so number two for me, number two is probably yams. Okay. I really I really like me some good quality yams. Like, once again, depends on how it's prepared. I don't eat everybody's yams. There's times I've had like the yams with the <laughs> you child, <laughs> you child. Anywho. I don't eat. <laughs> you call me childish game beetle. Grow up. <laughs> um, I don't. Well, eat. I, I don't want to grow. Up. Being an adult sucks. It is corny. It's all these bills. Nobody told us anything, man. Anywho, Atlanta's trying to uh, get uh, Gordon Hayward. Anyway, the Celtics. Anyway, back to the food. Yes, I apologize. Um, yeah, number two is the yams. You know, <laughs> gotta have the yams. Yeah, you gotta make sure. You know, sometimes you gotta have it with the marshmallows on the top. Now, you know, I don't particularly get gotta that. Gotta have that fluff, man. I ain't, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not skeptical, but I, I fool with it. So yams is number two for me. Okay, what's number two for you? It's uh, the ham. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, like I said, like. Um, we got this. I got the idea from watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It was an episode called "The Gang Goes to the Shore." Frank literally bought a ham to the beach. It was just like this is ham soaked in rum and it's loaded with booze. And I'm like, <laughs> rum ham. I'm like, you know what? I need to. I need to know how like this will actually play out in real life. Yeah. So like, I text my mom. I'm like, mom, you think for Thanksgiving we can have rum ham? I'm like, what is rum ham? I'm like, uh, watch that Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode with uh, <laughs> with uh, with the uh, with Frank with the rum ham. She's like, all right, cool. I think I can try it. I'm just like. So like how did you how did you do it? It was just like uh, I took I glazed it over with ham and then like you got like a little like water base with like the ham on it. Yeah. Put it in the oven for like three fifty and like it come on and like and like it hits. Hey uh, yo, if your mom make it this year, let me get a slice. I'll, do, I'll bring a few slices. Say no more, I'm, cause I'm gonna need that. Uh, I, I, honestly, like I I eat leftovers. <laughs> Yo, I, I go ham on the leftovers, hand. <laughs> literally, <Yeah. laughs> literally and figuratively, yeah. go so, ham man, on. If, if there's if there's any left, man, I'll definitely bring some for you. 
to be honest, my number one is also Ham. Okay. I love Ham. Like I go crazy for for Ham. Like that that is my joint. Yeah, I definitely enjoy the Ham more than I do the turkey. For sh- turkey, not even on my list. Yeah, but uh, number one for me is the stuffing. Oh, okay. Tell me why. Because stuffing was number five for me. Yeah, dog. Because your mom making some type of stuffing that I don't know about. <sighs> listen, I need parts. Listen, just. My mom makes the stuffing like inside the turkey, so it's like it comes oh, in. It's like yeah, that's the old school way. Yeah, so it's like when it comes out, it's like it's like warm. It's like yeah, and like it just melts in your mouth like as See, soon as you get into it. You know man. why that changed? Because now people want to be vegan. They yeah. want to be vegan, so now you can't eat the turkey, the stuffing from us. That's why I haven't had that type of stuffing in a long time. Yeah, you throw the gravy on there too. Yeah, mm. I gotta throw the gravy on it, man. See, I don't and like and like dog, they they want us like. That's my addiction. I'm just like, when it comes to Thanksgiving, I'm just like, the first side plate that be gone, if you don't eat it, I will. Yeah. So it's like, listen, here's the thing. Get as much stuff in as you can because- Because it's a wrap. Yeah, because like, it's a wrap for you because you're not getting anything else. Question, question. This is just me being greedy, all right? Okay. Now, do you make your plate before you eat, like your plate to go? Do you make it before you eat or after you eat? Oh, after. Okay. Okay. I'm greedy. I make mine first. I want all the good stuff first, especially if depends on which family I'm at. But I make it all, make it all first. Throw that joint in my car. Come back in and eat. Nah, man, I, I gotta make the play before. I listen, I gotta, I gotta. Get, you gotta know. I, 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 I gotta assess the situation. See, I trust it. I, that's that's the problem. Well, like, I just I'm, trust in terms of like Roman Reigns, like, I assess and I attack. So. <laughs> <laughs> I trust it. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, that's all the time we have for our show. Once again, we want to thank everybody for calling in. Everybody tuning in to the Running Back Sports Show, Appreciate Sports for the Culture. Man. You're listening to 98.5 WJYN. Tune in next week. We got our one-year anniversary show. Big show. Absolutely, man. We're going to be popping bottles and doing everything else, man. Yep. Maybe have some yams in here. Yeah, man. Definitely, man. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Peace.